eats, I think, since we last did this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were out a little while, took our week of vacation. Uh, we're going to start Hall of Fame week off uh, live in the studio. Damn. Drove by the, uh, obviously, drove by the stadium this morning. Lights on, looking good. Um, we said the week before we left, it was going to come down to what your definition of done is. I know they're still going to be doing some more renovations to the stadium after this whole week is over. But it looks like they could play the game and do the concert tonight. Yeah, there was plenty of people who were very skeptical of the Hall of yes. Fame and their ability to get things done. And after last year's debacle, I guess is what we can call it, I can understand why there was skepticism. Sure, and yeah. I can understand. If you don't remember, we couldn't play the game, right? Especially if you, especially if if you're not necessarily paying like close attention to it, you're just like, ah, those guys are going to screw it up again. But dude, it looks fan. Fantastic. Like, honestly, like you can just tell. And I saw like an overhead picture of it. I think somebody, you know, flew a drone by it or something like that. But like, it doesn't look like a high school stadium no. anymore. It doesn't look like it's, you know, Tom Benson Stadium. I mean, it used to look like a dump kind of. It just kind of had that old weathered, like, it hasn't been yeah. renovated in a long time. And it, it, it just looks like a new, it looks brand new. It looked like first generation NFL right. is what it looked like. Right. And that's exactly kind of what it was. And so, so I remember when I went to the Aerosmith show, I remember my date and I both saying like, oh, they're, they need to rent, like you can't handle like concessions here because of the way people, right. you may remember like you went up those hallways to get up to the upper deck up there and it was like right where the beer line was and it just wasn't great. And I remember thinking like, okay, you just need a facelift. Nothing wrong with it. It just, it's, you know what I mean? Like certain things, you have them a while and then it's like, oh, this is no longer really applicable for today's world. So we need to make some changes. That's all. So now that it's gotten a half a billion dollar facelift, dude, it is looking like it is uh, looking like it's ready, man. It looking like looking like it's going to be a uh, what do I want to say? The crown jewel of Stark County. How was the vacation, man? Um, it was amazing, dude. Honestly, it was. I would just say pretty much exactly what I wanted out of it. I came back and I feel like rejuvenated. I feel like re inspired to do stuff and like, all right. I feel like you know. Have you opened your corporate email yet? Because that's gonna <laughs> it's gonna get sucked right out of you. No, I, um, it's gonna get sucked right out. Of I, you know, we we got some good news over the break. And, we did, and, and and we got you know uh, some time to kind of like I said, like recuperate and kind of you know sleep in, which was fantastic, and be able to stay up past. 8.30 at night was fantastic. That was kind of uh, nice. But at this point, man, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I woke up this morning, like, you know, ready to, like, all right, man, let's go do this. Like, let's go make it happen. Yeah, see, I didn't do anything. I didn't, like, I know you guys went camping for mm-hmm. a couple of days, and you guys kind of did that. I, I didn't really do much. I played golf, and I ate, which that's what I do every day anyway. Right. And so, like, honestly, like, three days into the vacation, I was like, let me back into the studio. Like, I'm, I, and I always say this. I don't need a break from what I do. I need a break from when I do it. Waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning is the only part of my job that's not great. That and my immediate supervisors. But outside of those two things, but welcome to life. Everybody's immediate supervisor is an idiot that thinks he knows everything. Everybody's got that. That's not, you know what I mean? It's not one of those things that's just me. But like waking up at four o'clock in the morning is the only part of my job that's not great. So like three days into the vacation, I was like, yeah, it's nice. Playing golf's great. You know, playing you know, a bunch of courses I don't always play. That part's great. But, you know, there were things happening in the world. It's like, I kind of want to talk about that. Kind of want to talk about that. Kind of want to talk about that. Oh, yeah. This was certainly a little bit of a frustrating week to have off. And there was no way we could have known. It. There's no way you can just right. pick it, but dude, so much happened last week. I mean, just I feel like from the Friday, then when we walked out of the studio on, it was just like story, 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 <laughs> yeah, it was story, a lot. story. Um, so I mean, it's nice to come back, and I, obviously we're going to rehash a lot of things and you know things that we might have you know missed and things that have developed. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to last week and take a look at some things. Um, but you know, it, it was it was, dude. It was just it was just nice to kind of check out, and not, nice not to have to pay attention to social media, nice not to have to necessarily feel like, you know, like you said, I went camping. So it was just three days of like, nobody Unplugged. knows. Unplugged. Yeah, nobody knows me down here. I don't have to like check anything down here. Like I can just do whatever 
whatever I want. It's nice. Um, one of the stories of camping, and I guess this is as good as time as any to kind of get this one out of the way. Uh, me and the girlfriend, first day of camping, we go down there, we're setting up the tent, we're doing the whole thing, you know, drinking beers, getting it started. And I look over and I'm like, oh, there's a cat. And my girlfriend drops what she's doing, and like in the middle of the tent. And so I'm like, okay, I'll just finish everything. It's cool. Like, don't worry, I'll take care of the rest. <laughs> the tent just collapsing on you. Um, and so she goes over, and she uh, she goes and finds this cat, this little black cat. And my girlfriend gets it to come over to the campsite with us, starts feeding it hot dogs. This cat does not leave for three consecutive days, just stays outside of our tent. Like, yeah, you fed at us. Yeah. And at this point, the cat is now in the spare bedroom. Uh, Casa de Fantone has a uh, has a new resident. Yeah, I saw and, this. And his name's McKinley. So this is three cats now. Yes, it's three cats now, dude. Honestly, I said to her, and I told her. Do you got to put your foot down well, now. I, I said, honest to God, truth, Megan. I was like, honest to God, I thought we would have... A, a house. <laughs> well, I, I thought we would have a house, a child, a dog, and one of our cats would die before we got another cat because that was 100% like, well, dude, we don't need more than two cats. But this cat would not leave. And like, there was Thursday, I'm sitting there, and it's like Thursday morning, we're tearing stuff down, and the cat's just like, meow. Meow, meow, and I'm like, well, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Am I just gonna make you? Am I gonna make you leave this cat behind? So you packed up am a I black cat and brought it home. And so we threw it in the threw it in the container, took it to the vet. Everything turned out okay with him, and and so now we got a new cat. You're becoming those people, like honestly, you're well, becoming the, that weird couple on the block that's got like three. I mean, three, three cats. Three is the line, and I mean, like if we lived in an apartment, it would have been different. So I was like, well, we have a house, we have the space, yeah. like, and it, it, like I said, I mean. If this was any other circumstance of like, I could have been like, no. But this was just, I mean, this cat just would not leave. And she was like, well, what are we going to do? Are we going to take him to the Humane Society? And I'm like, yeah, we'll take him to the Humane Society. And then she's like, oh, my God, what if they kill him at the Humane Society? And I'm like, that's the humane part of the Humane Society. Right. Is they're not Versus getting him. run over in the street. And she was like, well, she was like, well, you know, what if we, what if we, you know, take him to like this, there's like this downtown Canton, like it's called Pitties and Kitties. And she's like, what if we take him there? I'm sorry. And what? It's, it's just what they take care of is cats and pit bulls, kitties and pitties. That's, that's what the, that's what the, uh, the the charity is and I'm like weird well, I'm like I'm like yeah sure we can do that fine whatever and then she's like oh my gosh what if one of the pit bulls eats them and I'm like dude I don't know Megan what are we gonna do if one of the pit bulls eats the cat and she's like well maybe we could just like foster him and I'm like just put the cat in the goddamn bag and let's go home <laughs> like what are, what, are, what are we doing right now so my girlfriend and I mean like I said I, I genuinely thought you now live in a litter box I genuinely thought it would be baby or house baby, dog, dead cat before I had to get another one, but somehow or another You skipped two raises I got a uh, (laughs) (laughs) You skipped two raises for both those things I got a new cat and his name is McKinley Yeah, you're becoming that weird couple on the street (laughs) You are I do three cats Like You're not like, you're cat people Like there's a difference between having a cat and being a, and being cat people, you're not like you're is, like cat weirdos. Is it the out? Is it the outnumbered? If if like uh, two's a lot. Well, if you had three dogs, would you feel the same way? Yeah, you're a dog person okay. at that point versus just having a dog. I love dogs, and I want to have two dogs. But like three, I do three animals is excessive. It's think, a lot. I think anytime you get outnumbered, it's like ooh, like you got two humans and three cats, or if you're one person with two dogs, then I'm like, ah. I like the outnumber rule. That one's all right. I can live with that one. So yeah, so that's I, I don't want to say the biggest story, certainly not, but one of the uh, one of the notable things 
is we just grabbed some stray cat from a campground and ran away with it. And I said that to her, too. I'm like, Megan, how do you know this isn't somebody's cat? And she's like, how would it be somebody's cat? It's just living in the woods. It's, it's everyone's cat at that point. And I'm like, all right. Well, well if it's everyone's cat, cat, you don't get to take it home. Man, dude, you got to get you got to get stronger arguments, man. See, you should have taken me camping. You would have no third cat. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think I'll take the third cat there. Fantone and Stan's right. Just hang it out. All vacation long. I, uh, dude, I'm telling you, I, you wouldn't have had a third cat. I, I could have talked her out of that. Everybody's asking me this morning what I feel like, uh, how I feel about last night's Game of Thrones. Yeah. I can sum it up in one word. Yeah. Yawn. Really? Oh yeah, dude. Oh, it's wow. kind of, no, honestly, I'm kind of over it. I um, I, I you know, it's not- either dude, it's S or get off the pot at this point. It, it, I, like I know I was all about development and take your time and do all this stuff, but literally, dude, all this stuff is happening while nothing is happening. And I just, I, I honestly, like last night I was laying. Now maybe it was because I was tired and I knew I was going back to work today, but I was like laying on the couch last night. It was like 9:40, so you got like 20 minutes to go in this episode. And I, I like out loud even on the couch, I was like, enough already, wrap it. Up. Like I, what, like how my boss is feeling about this conversation right now. Like I just, I, I don't know what it is. I think I just like television a lot less than I did two, three, four years ago. Even in twenty years ago, for sure, for it's, sure. And I, I think television does have a little bit of a. What do I want to say? It's in its own golden age right now because there are a bunch of good TV so shows, so many shows. But it's just hard as a consumer to. Uh, stick with something and and I heard a lot of people say that last night's episode was really good I am not a Game of Thrones dude but I, I it I, wasn't I, like it was terrible um, but I can take your point and I, I've brought this up with series before especially series that people binge watch is that like dude every season and there's seven of them so far is 10 episodes and that's 10 hours and dude that's 70 hours of programming you're gonna get bored I mean no matter what right. it is no matter how how compelling, how good how compelling right. the writing is or how many little dragons they have flying around or whatever the case is there dude 70 hours worth of something yeah it's, it's eventually you're gonna fall asleep We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock, get his take on Kyrie Irving. Also, Browns camp opening up. We'll find out about that. Apparently, Kenny Britt says Deshaun Kaiser going to be one of the greats. Very interesting. I I want to find out from Scott if he's seen anything out there in Berea that uh, lends him to believe any of that. We'll also have a pair of corn tickets to pass out to you today. And we have found the key to happiness. We'll uh, give you that next on Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. During the break, we got our, during our vacation, we uh, we got our ratings report. We did very, very, very well. I uh, I want to thank everybody who listens. I'm not allowed to tell you how well. Apparently, it's considered tampering, even though they're already done and over with. But for some right. reason, like I'm not allowed to give you like the rundown of what it is. But we did well. Enough. Here's how well we did. Even iHeartMedia won't fire us. <laughs> That's how well we did. So that's good news. It is good news. When you hear that. It is good news. Validating. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's uh Yeah, it's also a little disheartening on a whole nother end of the argument, but no need to do that. No 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 need to rain on everybody's Monday parade. I should let you know about this though, because it is Hall of Fame week, that this Sunday, Sunday, August 6th is the game, right? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You can catch our sister station, 99.7, up at TDs. I'm assuming that's the one on Tuss there. And uh, they're doing a Red Solo Cup party. Mm. 
I guess like the first 200 people there get like shuttled uh, over to the game or whatever. Yeah, nice. Do a little Red Solo Cup action. It's appropriate. Good see, it's good to see 99.7, Canton's new country station out there getting it done. Getting I it like done. It. Toby Keith style, dude. I like it. One time now. Come on, Sands Rats. Put a big old dipper in. Get yourself out there. Toby Keith, Kid Rock. One time. Come on. Pretty sure people who listen daily can pick up my tone, and this is me telling my oh, boss yeah. to go F himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> you know what the key to happiness is? What is that? They say, buy your way out. Okay. And basically what this is, and I read this, and I I buy this, and I, I, I like anybody else, if I go, well, that's true of me, then it's true of everyone. Like, that's exactly right. what has happened here. But they say that spending money to save time is going to ultimately reduce your stress and therefore will improve your happiness. Meaning, like, if you have the money to get a maid, do it. Like, pay somebody to clean the house versus cleaning it. Save yourself the time and the stress of, like, life's little problems, and you'll be happier. And I buy that. Yeah, I mean, you know, people are going to have different lines there because obviously everyone's finances are different. But yeah, for as convenient as you can make things, it's going to be less stressful by that. People get on me all the time about the fact that I have my clothes laundered. I don't do it. And I have hookups in my apartment. It's not like they're in the basement of my apartment building. Like they're inside my apartment, right? And I won't buy machines because ultimately I'm still going to have to do it then. Where I take my laundry, they even give you a bag. I bought a bag. They sell them right there at the laundromat. You put everything in there. You drop it off. You give the lady 26 bucks. You come back the next day. Everything's folded, ready to go. You just put it on the shelf in the closet. It's awesome. It is literally, it's like one of my favorite things I found since moving down here. The stress of that, and I know it's like, oh my God, doing laundry stressful. No, but it's time consuming. And so, like, I pay, I like, I, what do I always say? I'll give you all of my money. Just don't make me give you any of my time. Yeah. And I mean, you can say that we'll doing laundry. I mean, it's not stressful, but it's nothing on its own is stressful. Yeah. I mean, dude, well, is making dinner that stressful? No, but we go out to eat all the time. So, like, that's the convenience of it. That's the, you know, that way I don't have to do it. I don't have to clean up. I don't have to deal with all the issues of it. So it makes sense within the, within the realm of your, your finances. Now, if you're one of these people who are just barely getting by paycheck to paycheck and you are like, dude, I can't I can't figure out how to make this money work. Yeah, like, then this isn't for you. Well, dude, you know what? I'm going to start dropping off my laundry and get a maid. Well, no. that's terrible and it's no, going to no, end no, no, up no, no, even no. more stressful for you. This is excess income. But but within but within your means, yeah, I mean, make life as convenient as possible to you. I mean, I'll have I, I don't oh, I don't have a maid, but occasionally I'll have a girl who I who I know kind of personally and I'll pay her some money to clean the house. Like Come on, I don't feel like doing this this week. You know what I mean? If you feel like coming over and doing it, I'll pay you to do it. I pay to have my laundry done. And it it is. It's because, dude, it's not that it's stressful. It's just time consuming. And I don't want to spend my time doing those things. But that's where the stress usually comes into play is because of the compounded time. Mm -hmm. Because you don't have the time to do that. Now, you and I, a little bit different as we are single men who live, you know, a a very unusual lifestyle of getting out of work at 11 o'clock in the morning. But if you're, you know, John Q. Public out there. That's daylight. Man, I gotta hit golf course. Well, well, but if, if you're John Q. Public and you're picking up your kid at 5:30 out of daycare, and you still have to make dinner and you still have to do all these things, time's a huge uh, expense for you. Sure, time's time's one of the most precious things that you have. I so agree. I can totally understand why you know hiring people would help. I totally agree. We did misspeak uh, here. I apologize. Apparently, the Hall of Fame game this year is on Thursday. I believe it's a Thursday night football yeah, Thursday game. Night. The concert's on Sunday. Sorry, I did uh, misspeak there. But uh, yeah, no, uh, Canton's new country, 99.7, going to do a uh, do a red solo cup party that will happen at TDs this coming Sunday. Well, there you go. So uh, be on the lookout for that. 
A familiar, uh, I'm sorry, what? A, f- <laughs> a familiar voice has come back to Rock 106.9, and I'll explain next. Hang on. It's the best receptacle for barbecues, tailgates, fairs, and festivals, and you, sir, do not have a pair of vegetables if you prefer drinking from glass. A red solo cup is cheap and disposable. In 14 years, they are decomposable, and unlike my home, they are not foreclosable. Freddie Mac can kiss my... Red Solo Cup and Spirit Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. Get his take on the Browns training camp opening up, Kyrie Irving situation. We're going to handle Kyrie at 7 o'clock as well, but we will talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock about that. And 9 o'clock, actually, there's a company in Wisconsin doing something that I would never let iHeartMedia do to me, ever. Never. And I let this company do all kind of awful stuff to me. Yeah, I let them walk all over me. Have for a long time. But I would never let them do this. Ever. Nine o'clock, I'll give you that. I'm taking heat from the Game of Thrones nerds on Twitter. Jeez. Maybe you don't understand it. Maybe you don't get it. No. I just, I'm not going to just love something just because I have loved it. And so I'm not going to just continue. It's like, that would be like me saying, yeah, the Kiss record that came out last year is really good. Just as good as the first no, one. Just it was awful. as good. It's terrible. Um, now, I, I want to make it clear. It's not terrible what's happening on Game of Thrones right now. But there was a moment last night, 20 minutes to go in the episode, where I was on the couch. I was like, enough. Just roll the credits already. Now, I, I think exhaustion plays a part of that. Yeah, but a little bit. I, correct me if I'm wrong here. Game of Thrones started out as a book, right? Yeah, they were and, they were books. And wasn't there somewhere along these seven seasons where they stopped taking from the books, source and material, started yeah. just writing their own stories? Yeah, is that kind of the jump the shark moment? Is that kind of the like? There were definitely moments books? since then where it's like, what are you doing to this story? So yes, but there have been episodes since that all of that that have been fantastic. Okay, and last night wasn't terrible. Like I said, it wasn't bad. It was. It was definitely better than the second. The second episode was just filled with like some of the worst action acting I've ever seen in my life. But like last night's episode was okay. It just was like, I don't know. I was all excited for it, and then I, I got it, and I was like, all right. I mean, I guess I just. But you know, it, it, the thing about this is, and this is what I found out about the online community, is that somebody said to me the other day. As a matter of fact, I've been like re binge watching The Sopranos, okay. and I said online during the break, I said, you know, after watching this a little bit. I feel like The Sopranos might have been a little overrated. Now, yeah. what people took from that is, like this guy said to me, then what the hell are you watching it for if you hate it? <laughs> Again, feeling as if something's a little overrated doesn't mean you hate it. Doesn't mean it's bad. I even said to the guy, I was like, I can enjoy things that I think are overrated. Yeah. Right? All right. But see, that's the online community today. That if you're not, if you don't actually open up and totally s the d of whatever it is you're talking about, then you're a hater of it. Right? You're in one side or the other. There, it's either, dude, I can't stop oral sexing this, or I can't stop hating it. That's annoying. No, like everything else in life. I mean, the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle there. Um, I, I, I I think the exhaustion. I think probably the change of of of. I'm gonna rewatch it again today, and I would have to assume that much like like the final episode of Seinfeld where you have such high expectations of this season yeah. being like this is it this Deliver. is the final Deliver. run and right. it's been so good up until this point it's almost a bar that they can't cross uh, you know you've set it so high you've set sure. it so far up That's there part of it. you know 
So yeah, it'd be crazy to think that that wasn't part of it. I uh, I, I don't want you to start hating on the little dragon show because, dude, I don't know how the golf okay. game's going. But if you start losing yourself on this dragon show and the golf game at the same time, dude, it's gonna be bad. We just got back from vacation. Right. I don't need Stansbury losing his mind. All right, well, I don't. it's now the full. Grown dragon show? Oh, okay, all right. Not little dragons anymore. <laughs> because the big the, ones. Because the dragons are full grown. Okay. All right. They're flying around the towers. Okay. At Dragon Stone, nonetheless. That's where, <laughs> that's where that's where they're at. Wow. While 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 John Snow's arriving on the banks to to mine for dragon glass. Ah. Yeah, there was a little bit Convenient. of that. There, ah. there was a little bit of that last time. I was like, oh my god, the terminology in this show. I feel like such a nerd. What am I doing? But. Yeah, there was a moment last night where I was like, all right, wrap it up. But it's still pretty good. It's still the best thing on TV, if you ask me my opinion. There have been some programming changes to Rock 106.9. You're going to hear a familiar voice the, this afternoon, I believe, is the maiden voyage of this 3 to 7. Uh, Fishhead makes his return to afternoons. I like it. I don't know what happened. I'll just be honest with you. I don't know what happened. People have been asking me, what happened to Kramer? What's going on with Kramer? I don't know. All I know is I got an email from the boss saying, hey, just so you know, we, are, we have decided to put fish back in the afternoon at Rock 106.9. And if you ask me, I like it. Yeah. You take a veteran of the market, a guy yeah. who was born and raised here, a guy that people, dude, love that guy. People still love that guy. And he has a connection to the community and putting him back on in a premiere spot on the radio, I think is probably a good idea. Yeah, dude, Fishhead is synonymous with Rock 106.9. They're one and the same there. He was like, yeah, it was like Freddie, Fish, and Rock 106.9. Those are, those are the Rock 106.9 guys. Right, so I'm not going to argue with getting the bubbles going in the afternoon. No, I love dude. it. No, I'm not going to. I think, it, I, I think it's a great decision and i think hall of fame week was a great week to do that and uh so fish will be back i believe today starting at three o'clock there's a lot of stuff i want to save some time here because there's a lot of stuff going on with the with the cleveland cavaliers and people cannot wait to hear what you think about kyrie irving so we're going to get into that that will happen next on rock 106 rock 106.9 welcome back to the stands show rock 106.9 coming up at nine o'clock a company is starting to do something to its employees that I would never in a million years let this company do to me. We'll give you that at 9 o'clock. Also, Scott from winningfornextyear.com joins us at 8. But I wanted to get into this a little bit early because Cavs fans are losing their minds. While we were out, Kyrie Irving has demanded a trade. I went out. Once out of there. Doesn't want to be there anymore. And then since then, it's like, dude, he stopped following LeBron, and LeBron's still following him. And of course, like now, like sports stars, like media, like social, like Instagram accounts are now news. And so, like, this is like going back and forth. And now, apparently, I don't know if it was a wedding or what it was, but like Steph Curry and Kyrie Irving were at the same like black tie event. And like Steph was kind of like making fun of like LeBron's hype videos and like his workout videos. And if you take yourself out of like Cavs fandom, those workout videos are cheesy. LeBron's kind of a, a a cheesy dude. It's who he is. It's just yeah, he's definitely he likes being a ham. There's no question about it. And he's not afraid of looking goofy. So yeah, he's like, a goof. Yeah, and yes, I can agree to you. But what I'll say to Steph Curry on the flip side of that is, bro, maybe if you did a couple more workout videos, you'd look like an actual like professional athlete. I mean, LeBron's jacked. that's true. Like LeBron is a huge. 
huge man. Yeah, like, when you go body to body, yes, right. LeBron's definitely got a better body for you know for athletics. But you know, Steph's gonna be like, well, dude, scoreboard, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, they they won two out of the three. Yeah, I mean, I think LeBron still can point to plenty of things on his scoreboard. Uh, sure, but you know, I, that rivalry together, and I don't. Haven't and so like he's making fun of LeBron's like workout videos and his dance moves and Kyrie Irving's kind of in the background, kind of like laughing at it. And I don't get why people are all upset about that. To me, it is funny. LeBron looks ridiculous when he does those. They're honestly like every time somebody shows me one of those, I I can I can never even finish watching it because I'm so embarrassed for him. I have to look away. I, I mean, I like how people act like. Um, uh, like, oh, dude, yeah, you gotta watch this. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? Like, because LeBron's dancing around. Like, right. I, I, at the end of the day, like I said, the dude's goofy, and I mean, he's made his brand being who he is. So he's I, done well with right. it. Right, he's done well with it. Whether no matter what my opinion right. is, he's done very, very well with it. And I don't have an issue with any of this. I don't even have an issue with Kyrie Irving wanting out of the Cavaliers. I think it's kind of crazy in today's NBA. Like, dude, if you're not built to win. You're built to do nothing but lose for 10 years straight. That's the NBA today. And so, like, I don't know why he wants out, but apparently he does want out. Now, Chauncey Billups has come out and said, yeah, I kind of knew about this. It's one of the reasons why I I didn't want to take that job, which makes all the sense in the world. Originally, I was like, what in the hell is Chauncey Billups thinking? But, yeah, if you don't think you're going to have the second-best point guard in the league, then, of course, that's going to be like, oh, then maybe I don't go. Because everybody kind of feels like LeBron's going to be out after this next year. I still maintain he's probably out after this next year. So, like, if nobody wants to be held holding the bag, and that's what Kyrie Irving, he doesn't want to be left here holding the bag. A couple different things that, that, that you know, come up in that conversation. Um, when this all started, and one of the things that you keep hearing is that Kyrie wants to be um, the man, the guy. The man. He wants to be the person that's the face, the face of the franchise and all that. So, obviously, Kyrie does not agree with you there that LeBron's on his way out. Because if Kyrie felt that way, I think he would stick around in Cleveland. I'm not sh- well, has he come out and said that, or well, is that what's what people are speculating? I, I, no, I mean, I think at this point we're, we're, we're talking speculation, just like we're speculating that LeBron's going to leave. But if that was the case, why would he not stick through it? Like, because then at that point, you are the man. If this And really, if we're getting down to it, nobody took more shots in the NBA Finals than Kyrie Irving. He took more shots all year. All year. Nobody took more shots on right. the Cavaliers than him last year. So, like, it's not production. As we, as, we, as, we, as we get into that conversation or that aspect of the conversation, I don't buy that. I don't. I don't. I don't think, buy that either. I don't think that that's the reason why Kyrie wants to leave. No, I think the reason is what you don't hear from actual news outlets because they won't report stuff like this until they have hard data on it. But the internet rumor is Kyrie was into a model and LeBron had sex with her. And dude, like these guys, like they're petty like this. Welcome to like 2017 athletes. They're all skinny jeaned. They all have like you know very fragile sensibilities about themselves. And I could totally see it. I've always given LeBron credit for the fact that there's no off the court issues with this guy, none. But the rumors around the league since he's coming to the league have always been infidelities like his thing, and eventually it will come out. So like when I heard that rumor, I can't necessarily be like, well, that's crazy. No, LeBron's the one dude who's not going to make decisions based on his penis. Right. But at at the same time, if those are the the rumors, I mean, dude, we're 14 years deep. Something would have popped off at this point. I I, I think it's fair to like... I think that's true of every guy who's ever had his dirty laundry exposed. It it just, it it, it takes something. It takes something to happen. It takes like the the right combination of people to get upset. It takes something like you screwing over a teammate for something to come out. I could totally see that being, I don't know that, but I could see it being the thing. 
That that's the that's that's who these guys are. That's who they are. And I think they're as great as LeBron James is, it would be very hard to be a teammate of his. Like I can't imagine he's an easy teammate. No, and I don't think that if if that's what you're looking for is like, boy, I just want to have easy teammates where I can go into work every day and just kind of, then you're not you're not destined for greatness at that point. That's that's not that's not what you're going to well, get. That's the other part of it is that I think you know everybody puts this through the championship filter. Kyrie Irving may have a completely different list of what he views will make him a success in life. And he hit a Game 7 shot. He hit a Game... I mean, at the end of the day, he hit the Game 7 shot that won them the NBA title. So, like, there are guys that aren't obsessed with having 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 titles. Maybe one and a bunch of money and being paid out and being in a place he'd rather live is what he wants. He's not going to get paid anywhere better. I mean, that's the thing is like the Cavs drafted him as a rookie. As far as money goes, there's no team on the face of the planet where he can get paid more money than he can by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So like, it's not cash. I mean, it's not. And playing next to LeBron too, like that opens up opportunities for you to be open be, to score. Well, and, and, and not only that, but it opens up opportunities for you to be a more high-profile athlete. Like, dude, yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, going and being the face of the Milwaukee Bucks, boy, fantastic for you. But you're not going to get advertisers up there. But if you're the number two dude on a uh, like a perennial championship caliber team, you're playing you, in the right time of the year. You're you, playing in June. You are going to get more attention. You are going to get more looks. You are going to sell more shoes from that. So as, like, what, as Damian Lillard, what it's like to be the number one guy, right? I mean, you're right just, now, most people, even NBA fans, went, "Who? You, Damian Lillard's the point." Guard for the Trailblazers. Nobody knows who he is. He's fantastic, and nobody has any idea who he is. Right. So, like, I, I can't, I can't sign off on, on, on. Well, he's just going to try to go make more money somewhere. Now, if he, if, if he's making decisions based on things other than like, hey, I just want to play somewhere stable. Well, I guess that's worth something. And if that's what you're prioritizing in life, certainly your prerogative to do so. But like, it doesn't make sense. This is one of the most confusing things I've ever witnessed as a sports fan. That's why I do think it's a woman. That's why I think it's a woman. Because at none, nothing else, none of the other stuff I've seen, make, you you can't make sense of the tea leaves. There, there's something more to this. It's not just I want more shots. It's not just I want to be the face of a franchise. There's there's something more to this. Something happened with the relationship between these two dudes. And what, what gets in between men? Money or women? That's it. They've both got enough money. They both have their contracts set up. They both have shoe deals. I, I doubt it's the money. First of all, if you're stacking yourself up financially against LeBron James, is that's how you're going to be happy? You're You'll never be, be happy. happy. Yeah. Welcome to that. You'll never be happy. The guy's just the most, he's going to be the most profitable guy in the league for a while. It's just the way it is, right? So it's so if you're stacking that up, it's crazy. That's why I do think it's a woman. I def, I could totally see this coming down to some, honestly, some Instagram thought that they both wanted to hook up with, and she was kind of with Kyrie, and then LeBron was like, all right, well, I'm LeBron James, so I'm going to do what I want. It, it totally makes sense to me. I I mean I can't I can't I can't say that no that's that's 100% incorrect because what else would it be there's very few other things that kind of fill that gap of like all right this makes sense and I guess maybe I'm looking for logic in Santa Claus and maybe Kyrie Irving just making decisions based off of what he does I mean he he's thinks al- the earth is flat right I was going to say he's always kind of been like a strange guy like he's always been a little different so like dude you know but there's honestly the way he's handled this has been very it's like not smart. It's, it's 
it's it's not a good look on him. It's not a good look on who he is. Um, I don't know if that necessarily matters because even you know if he if he were to get traded today, um, still if not the one of the best you know point guards in the NBA, one of the best offensive threats in the NBA, that's not going to change. Um, my opinion of that's not going to change just because he gets traded. No, he's so good. It, no, it, it's undeniable. But it's just such a weird thing with him having three years left on his contract. Um, with him having, like I said, you can't make more money anywhere else. I don't understand it. It it really has been, and I'm glad not that this happened while we were off. But like, I'm glad that I had some time to digest this and not to think just, on it, not just like react based on my feelings. Because of course, when you first heard that, it was just like you know you wanted to, you wanted to, to strangle the guy. Oh, I know people are already burning jerseys and everything else. And I, I listen. I understand that it hurts, dude. It does. But at the end of the day, I can I can 100 say that I'll never hate the dude. I never will, no matter what happens here, because that banner still hangs in the queue. It doesn't. And he hit the shot that put it up. You can't take it away. Like no matter what happens, no matter how bad Kyrie f's us over or whatever the case is, there, it's not going to change what happened in the 2016 NBA season. So like. Yes, I mean, definitely a frustrating place to be. Um, but I think as a Cavs fan, and uh, I, I, like I said, I'm kind of glad this happened where I had time to think about it. Um, I think as a Cavs fan, this is almost the best case scenario that you can be in. And by that, I mean, I think most people, um, whether you're past, you know, just a passive NBA fan or somebody who's who's pretty in-depth into it, you had the feeling that the Cavs were not going to be able to catch the Warriors as constructed with Kyrie Irving. Just was not going to be able to happen. There was too much talent on the Golden State side of the ball, not enough talent on the Cleveland side of the ball. And you could sign Derrick Rose for a vet minimum, and you can sign guys who is free agents who are going to come in and chase a ring. But at its core, the Cavs were were not as talented as the Warriors, correct? Yes. And as constructed, they didn't have a lot of room for flexibility. It's not like they can make a big move without having to move one of their big pieces. And with Yeah, we just all thought that that was going to be Kevin Love. Well, with I mean, with it being said though, at least this gives the Cavs an opportunity to change their team to add. Now, I don't know if you're going to necessarily be able to replace the talent, but you're going to be able to diversify the talent. Who's going to give you what you want? Everybody knows he wants out. Every other team's got the advantage. Uh, the you, Cavs but, don't have the but advantage. But you have a 3-year contract left with them. If the Cavs don't want to. They can say, "Dude, screw it. We have you for the next three years." So, dude, he's a. I mean, he's a top. He's a top ten NBA player. Teams. Are oh, I give, agree. Teams are going to give a King's ransom for it. I will. I will say that one hundred percent is that teams are going to make moves. And you got to remember, dude, the season isn't even like it's training camps not even underway. Like, right. We all act like this has to happen by 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 August, and it's like, no, dude. I mean, the season's not even underway yet. Training camp hasn't even started yet. You're almost foolish if you do it now. So, so the Cavs have f- flexibility that they did not have two weeks ago. So now the Cavs have opportunity to change. And I, I 100% will stand firm that I think LeBron James and whoever else that they get from this Kyrie Irving we'll win the East is going to win Who the cares? East. Who cares? Winning the East isn't what we're gearing up for. I want to win the title. Well, well, but, and so does LeBron James. But, but that being said, well, what else were you going to do? If, if, if you couldn't do anything... Keep the what, second best point guard in the league. Get rid of Kevin Love and everyone else. We all agreed that that was not going to get them over. Now, I'll agree that, yes, at this point, you're taking calls on Kevin Love and everyone else available to you because you have one year left, but this starts at least Cavs Warriors four looks different than Cavs Warriors three. I don't know if the it result, all depends on where Kyrie goes. I don't know if the results are going to be different. If Kyrie goes to the Celtics, are why we having would, a different why conversation? Would, why would Cleveland trade them to the, to the Celtics? I again, I, I agree with that. That we're kind of like they can kind of pick. But I'm saying if you send them to an, well, I guess maybe you would never send them to an Eastern Conference to you know a, a, yeah. a team that could help you know that can maybe beat you. But again, who else? 
Like, because people say the Knicks, but the Knicks aren't going to give you Porzingis for him. They're not going to come off Kristaps Porzingis. That's not going to happen. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see which teams are going to do. You're something only going to wa- if you're the Knicks. You're only going to want Kyrie if you have Porzingis. Otherwise, what do you want Kyrie Irving for? There's plenty of options for a three-team deal for something to happen. Where that it's like, might be and that's the thing is like we're all looking at this as like it's a one versus one trade here. No, and that's, that's not what it's going to be. Like something that I've seen online. This isn't something that I came up with, but something that I've seen online. Line, which makes all the sense in the world is you trade Irving Shump and Channing Fry, and you're getting back Kemba Walker, Carmelo Anthony, Frank Kaminsky, and a draft pick. Charlotte is receiving uh, Irving and Shump. They're getting rid of Kemba, Michael Kil- Kid Gilchrist, and Kaminsky. New York is getting Michael Kid Gilchrist and Channing Fry. There's tons of opportunities out there within the NBA for something like that to happen. And I, like I said, I don't know if it changes Cavs Warriors four, but I believe that LeBron James and the Canton Charge could win the East, especially angry LeBron. And if He's on his last leg of like, dude, this is my last opportunity. Who knows what's going to happen? Father time's coming sooner or later. Though. Oh, eventually. But I mean, but he still let, he led the NBA finals in, in you know what I, I mean? mean? He was like, amazing. It's not like, it's not like, it's not like it showed last year. No, so, LeBron at half is still better than most dudes in the NBA. Right. And it's not like he's going to go from 100 to half. I mean, last year, I think it was fair to say the guy has diversified who he is as a talent has almost become Changed better. Changed his whole game. Right. Has almost become a better NBA player. So like I stand firm that LeBron and the Charge could win the Eastern Conference Finals. So I, I, I get that, and I've heard everybody on Twitter say that. I, what I want to say to Cavs fans is, and Northeast Ohio sports fans is, winning the East doesn't do anything. But, but, well, it, but it, that's all you were going to do last year. That's that's. I mean, that's the whole thing is like you can say, but it's either that or do you just want him to like give up on the season? See, for me, if I'm Kyrie Irving, that's all the more reason why I want out. Because the mentality is, we'll just win the East. Well, I mean, we're going to win the East, and we can't beat the Warriors. Nobody can beat the Warriors. Screw so, it. So, so if I'm Kyrie Irving, going, well, dude, if, well, then why play this deep into the season if we're not going to win? So, so just go. Be, so just go get bounced out of of the finals. I, I mean, are you bounced out of the playoffs in the in the first round? It's not great, but I'm just saying, like, if you're Kyrie Irving, nobody wants to be left holding the bag for an owner that looks like he's not all in. Owner looks like he's not all in. Your star player looks like he's not all in. Again, what have I said about all the Cavs' problems? If LeBron looks into the TV camera and says, no matter what, come hell or high water, I'm a Cavalier, all this stuff goes away. Isn't Kyrie still gone then? I, for all the reasons that you just gave me of why he's leaving, if LeBron says I'm staying forever, yeah, I think there, I think it is a personal issue. I, so, but again, I think we sign a better GM if LeBron stays. I think I, I think you you have an opportunity for players that want to come here. That's why do you think he's not getting on the phone right now? Well, I'm just going to step back and I'm going to let I'm going to let you know management handle that. Why didn't you do that last year? You were all up in management's decisions last year. You're not hands-off. You're hands-off because you're leaving. And everybody knows that. Every, it's a foregone conclusion. So why wouldn't Kyrie stay then? I'm telling you, I think it's a, I think there are multiple things. People say it's a, you know, that he was frustrated with how the Cavs treated LeBron after coming back. If Kyrie, if you thought you were going to be treated the same way LeBron James was, you're insane. You're insane. He's the most powerful player in the league. Nobody's going to be treated the way. You could have gotten Steph traded here last year, and people, the Cavs management was going to treat LeBron better than they treated Steph. It's just the way it is. He's, he's the big man on campus. Although I do think, I maintain, I think this is all about a woman. I think it's, this is exactly what makes rich, powerful dudes act petty is vagina. It's what does it. It's what, it's what makes guys always... Dude, you ever see two guys who have been best friends for their entire lives? You put one girl in between them and the whole thing's over. Women and money destroy men. It's just the way it is. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 169. 745 will get you hooked up with a pair of corn tickets. That show's Wednesday out of Blossom. Get you hooked up with that. Uh, programming note, Thursday we will run the Hall of Fame game here at Rock 1069. If you're not able to attend that, you'll be able to listen to it here live at Rock 1069. It's kind of cool that we're going to do that. Yeah, makes sense. As men start to age, one of the things that they'll worry about are problems with the penis. Now, when you say that, what I would imagine ran through most people's minds was erectile dysfunction. Yeah. Okay. Not able to achieve the erection at all. When in reality, I guess the bigger problem for a lot of men is they don't feel as if their erections are as strong as they once were. Even the size of them is even different. Jeez. And this is true. This can happen. Sounds awful to me. No, it does. I don't want to grow up. Not at all. And I have here a couple of ways you can combat losing the, you know, the length and girth. Or the strength of your erection. Um, I wonder which, to me, would be the more like frustrating or like fear-inducing moment. Like, oh my god, my penis isn't as erect as it once was, and not as large as it once was, or like it just doesn't work anymore. And they'd both be terrifying. It sounds awful. They'd both be bad, but if you're going to get erect, I I would imagine that your partner wants it to be. As filled with blood as humanly possible. Right. Yeah. Right. I yeah. would. So. So. Yes. I think that would be worse. Is to get there, but to not like get all the way there. Right. Not be able to just like. Well, it sort of is. <laughs> it's kind of there. It's like. Oh, no. Geez. Everybody wants the frozen rope up the middle. That's it, right. At least. <laughs> at least if it's not working. Period. You can be like. I don't know, dude. This son of a bitch is pathetic. What Cocaine. Do what, do what, what do you want? What do you want me to do with it? There's what do you a lot want? Of whiskey there. But with uh, with it kind of sort of working. That that would be tough. They say here that uh, falling asleep after. To the last thrust says, give up on that one minute of post coital pillow talk. He's like, uh, you know, but ultimately you're going to bed for her. Your penis needs as much shut eye as it can get every night while you sleep. You have between three and five hour long erections. You probably noticed this the last time you had to pee at four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes, you know, you'll wake up in this net. These are uh, erections. They say are not there just there to make your life interesting. They uh, they work to recharge your penis, okay. keeping it well nourished with oxygenated blood there. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's that's probably good. So they say go to bed the moment you're done having sex. Get more erections in your sleep, and it'll probably work out better. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Makes sense. They say yawning a lot. As far as your body's concerned, yawning and getting an erection are practically the same exact thing. They're both controlled by a chemical released in the brain, and it can either be uh, it can either travel to the to the neurons that control mouth opening and or breathing, or go down the spinal cord to the blood vessels that feed the penis. Sometimes it does both. That's why a big yawn can cause a tremor down under. I don't know if I've ever yawned so hard that my penis wiggled. I don't know if I'm going to sign off on yawns and erections being necessarily the same thing. Yawns um, are contagious. If you go into a room and even fake yawn, you'll see other people start to yawn around you. Hopefully that does not apply with erections, dude. Like Hopefully it's not like, all right, I got one. You all get one, too. See, now the problem is is that I don't want to walk around the building for the rest of the day looking at dudes <laughs> like, dude, are you, yeah, you got going on? Right. Going on? Am yeah. I supposed to be erect right now? Like That seems like a very... <laughs> Seems like a very bad system. They say skipping the taxi, walk more. In a recent study, researchers found that men who walk just two miles a day, Fantone, had half the rate of erection uh, of erection problems of more than uh, you know some other men there. 
I 20 ass- minutes of jogging or 30 minutes of weight training will work too. Yeah, I would assume exercising as a whole, you get the blood pumping, um, even from a confidence level, from like a mental mm-hmm. standpoint, you feel better about yourself and you're a little less in your own head yeah, about just even direction, th- right? Yeah, just even the mirror test. You start right. looking at yourself, I don't look as fat as I was, I, right. you know, I'm starting to look better. Confidence is totally plays into sex. They say stop running into hard objects that will uh, will ruin your erections. They say one misplaced thrust up against a hard object is all it takes to rupture um, the erectile chambers that run the length of your penis. So they're saying stop like humping your desk. What, what am I? What am I running into? <laughs> I think they're yeah. Well, like a doorknob. Okay, you know what I mean? Somebody right. flies the door open. You know, and I mean, okay. you never know. And they say so. You know, be careful of stuff like that because you could you know you could definitely ruin your penis that way. Here's the one I don't like. If you want larger and better erections, lose your fat gut, they say. In fact, more than 50% of all men with diabetes are impotent. Dude. Wow. 50% of men with diabetes are impotent. Wow, is that depressing? I mean, I'm glad I'm not diabetic, but like, man, that's got to suck. You got, you already got like those insulin problems. You're giving yourself shots every day and your D doesn't work. Apparently, dude, diabetes is like a double whammy for the penis because it will accelerate the, the process of, uh, of some of the disease and it will slow down the transmission of stimuli along nerves throughout your body. Yeah, dude, numb penis isn't going to be a good one. Yeah, I mean, if you're a type 2 diabetic and it's just based on you being overweight, of course, dude. I mean, of course, you've got blood issues, you've got circulation issues, yeah. And and then, you know, we got back into when they talked about exercising, you've got self-esteem issues, sure. you're fat, you know. Yeah, I can totally see this being a, a D-killer. Staying thin, best way to avoid diabetes, obviously. Uh, if it's a little late for that, they say stay vigilant and checking your blood sugar. Yeah. And talk to your doctor. Men who are sloppy about controlling their blood sugar levels have 70% more erection problems. Yeah. Dude, I mean, diabetes is a one of those diseases that affects your entire body. So, I, of course, your penis is going to be a part of that. Sure, too. yeah. So, it's going to be one of the first geez. things that takes up a thing. Geez. Yeah, that's, uh, that's terrible. They say another thing you can do here to help your erections is to fire your mistress. And this is true. Men who start having affairs can stop having erections because what happens is, is that the guilt is weighing on the back of your mind and guilt can, you know, it can work itself throughout through the body. And so you're carrying these lies, this, this deceit, the, all this problems. And then when you start to go have, maybe try to have sex with your wife, guess what? You can't do it because you feel like a dirty cheater bastard oh, because that's what you are. Yeah, absolutely. So they say fire your mistress there and you don't have, you won't have these problems. Um, I mean, your wife probably hasn't given you an erection in like 10 years either, so you're probably damned if you do, damned if you don't there. But yeah, cheating on your spouse is probably going to negatively impact it. They say if you've already had all the kids that you want to have, get a vasectomy. That will help uh, your erections throughout uh, the rest of your life um, ever. They say the risk of you know contraceptive failure can be a big source of anxiety, and mm-hmm. again, anxiety can be a big problem with your penis. Right, and... Yeah, I guess if you're trying not to get her pregnant again and you're not out there cheating, but if you're a single dude and you think like, oh, well, I mean, age should keep you concerned as well. Yeah, a little bit. It's not just pregnancy there, guys. Now, here's the big one, because I'm willing to bet a lot of people who are listening to us now still do this, and it's 2017 and you should quit, but avoid the penis shrinkers. And if you don't know what that is, it's cigarettes. In a study conducted at the University of Kentucky, researchers found that when asked to rate their sex lives on a scale of 1 to 10, men who smoked averaged about a 5. 
a far cry from non-smokers who re, who rated theirs at a nine. Now, again, this is self-reporting on your sex life. And so I would imagine a lot of people are going to lie yeah. on self-reporting about their sex life. It, it wasn't an erection issue for me, but like this past week, anytime I go into vacation mode and I went camping when we were off, um, I smoked cigarettes. I was like, dude, this is your thing. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it in Canton. I can't do it at home. I can't do it at Buzzbin. But when I leave town, it's like, okay, you're checked out. You can smoke cigarettes. And I smoked cigarettes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday came around and had sex with my girlfriend once we had gotten back home. And like even after, I was just like, dude, that Wore wasn't out. that wasn't nearly as good as what you normally put up. And it's because I just had that like <sighs> like I could feel that like rattle yeah. in my lungs. And I mean my erection was fine, but still I knew that it was like, dude, you didn't you did not deliver like you normally do there. They say one reason, of course, is that smoking obviously a known cause of impotence, and that there's some evidence that smoking affects erection size. In one study, Researchers found that smokers' penises are significantly smaller than non-smokers. In addition to damaging the blood vessel, smoking may cause damage to penile tissue itself, making it less elastic and preventing it from stretching. Dear God. Like, I remember, like, when my doctor said to me, like, he, he said to me, he's like, just so you know, the longer you smoke into your life, the more problems you're going to have with your penis. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'm probably done. How is that not the commercial? All right, hey, you're going to get lung cancer. Yeah, sure, whatever. Everyone's going to die. Hey, you're going to be poor. Well, I'm going to be poor anyway. Hey, your D have, won't work. Right, you're going to have a smaller penis? Dude, dude cigarette-free across America. All right, that's that's what I'm doing right now. You listen to any other morning show, you end up with a smaller penis. That's gonna be the new that's gonna be the new promo for the Stansbury show. You listen to us for a big penis. We'll be right back with corn tickets. That happens next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069. Corn's playing Blossom this Wednesday. We have a pair of tickets. We'll pass those out here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. They were up in Michigan last night, and I'm still friends with a lot of people on Facebook and Twitter and stuff from Michigan, and it just looked like an absolute one hell of a show, man. It seemed like everybody was like, dude, that was so effing good. I kind of want to go, but it's just late for me. Yeah, I do want to go, though. It's it's Wednesday into Thursday, and we have that. I mean, we've got Hall of Fame coming up this week. First Friday's Friday. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one to get to. I got to go out for First Friday this week. have to. Another thing that happened while we were gone on vacation was uh, all the rides at the Ohio State Fair had been shut down. Yeah. After 18-year-old Tyler Gerald was uh, was killed after the fireball ride, he was on fell apart midair. And uh, Ohio State Highway Patrol investigators were at the scene of the deadly incident. It uh, was reported around 7.30 that on Wednesday that happened. Um, and it just reminded me of, of something that I've talked about on the show plenty of times, which is my parents weren't... Like, I had a Jog Lake season pass as a kid. Every summer, my parents would get me one for my birthday because I we live so close to Jog Lake, I could ride my bike. Yeah, free babysitter. And so, yeah, it was like a free babysitter, right? And But my parents' ruling on that, and I don't know if it's any more sound logic or not, but their ruling on this was is that those are stationary rides that are built, inspected, and whatever. They're not, like, erected, tore down, and then moved to the next city you know, week in, week out. So, like, that sounds logic. You know, <laughs> that makes sense to me, too. You know, like, so we, you know, my parents would like, they take us to like the summer home days or whatever. Right. Like, St. Monica's was like the, you know, the church, and like, we'd go to like St. Monica's home days or whatever. And they would like, yeah, we would get like the elephant ears, we would do all that stuff. But like, the rides that went in the air, my parents were like, no, you're not going on that. And I always thought my parents were mean. And it was like, and now I realize that at 40 years old, no, my parents were smart and they love me. 
Yeah, I mean, my parents would let me do like the spinning like cups or like, like the, the cups, cup whirl right. or something like that, but like nothing that was like the fireball, which I was going to die on. Um, and no, that's not bunk logic at all. I mean, I, I have a lot more faith in not only the engineers at Cedar Point or Jogga Lake or, or whatever it is, but like you're right, those don't move. Those don't. Those are there. The mean streak is there. Right. And now it, accidents can still happen, obviously. But when was the last time I saw a story where like a Jogga Lake ride or a Cedar Point ride? Like I don't remember. I, don't I think, hope it was a long time. I don't think the Raptor has ever just like flown off the. <laughs> And like, dude, the whole I, cart I don't want to laugh because I mean, dude, the guy died. You know what I mean? So I hate to be laughing about it, but but it is. It's one of these things where I, I remember as a kid, like crying at the fair. Like, what do you mean I can't go on that? And I thought my dad was like a dick, but it's like, no, he was intelligent and he cared about me, so he didn't let me do stuff like that. And like, they're reopening all these rides, and so my question is. Who the hell is going back on these rides today? People are, dude. There's there's no doubt that I can guarantee you there's going to be plenty of people in line at the Ohio State Fair eating corn dogs and going on these rides. Um, it's it's the American ideal there. Well, it's not going to happen to me. Yeah. I, what, I, me. what I want to say is that we are egotistically American that way, that bad things will happen to other people, but they will never happen to us. I just, dude, I got to tell you, I don't know if I'm going to have kids or not. It kind of looks like late in the game, so maybe not. But if I do, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to parent much like my parents' parent is me, which is like, hell no, you're not going on that. I'm not going to like put you in an early grave because some dude who honestly <laughs> You ever see the people who put that stuff together? Yes. I like I like I go to the fair and I look at the guys putting those rocks. I don't want that guy making me a sandwich, let alone making me something that twists me around up in the air. That's just ridiculous. We do have a pair of tickets for corn that shows Wednesday Blossom. We'll take caller 20 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. And Scott from waitingfornextyear.com joins us next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069. Coming up at 9 o'clock, a company in Wisconsin is doing something I would never let iHeartMedia do to me. We'll give you that at 9. However, now joining us as he does every Monday at 8, it's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, how are you? Doing well. Two quick things. Sure. Uh, one, you picked a hell of a week to take off. And yes, two, I did. congratulations on those Canton uh, ratings, man. That's awesome for you thank guys. You, thank you very much. Um, well, thank you. I know a lot of people uh, like to tune in and uh, hear the sports authority that is Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Sports authority. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we appreciate it. Um, I'm going to pat myself on the back here a little bit since we started the segment off that way. I had said to you, Scott, that I felt like as soon as the All-Star break would happen, that the Indians would get hot and go on a run. Guess what? All-Star break wraps up, Indians get hot, and they go on a run. I don't know why anybody doubts anything I say about any of this stuff. I'll never understand it. Uh, it's good times to be a Tribe fan right now, right? I mean, I know Very the Shaw thing. I know the Shaw fan. thing happened, and people are like are all up and down. But it was what, like nine games in a row or whatever that they won. I mean, dude, they're getting hot right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They had they had nine straight, and you know, obviously, they they could probably use another pen arm. Yeah, um, I agree. And that's not that's not just because of what happened yesterday, but um, you know, the they they're finally they finally put it together. You know, great starting outings, great bullpen work, timely hitting with guys in scoring position. Um, you know, Saturday night's game was a bit crazy in the way that that ended in terms of, you know, we, we hit a guy and they should have scored a run, but he swung and then they hit a guy and he didn't swing. So we win the game. Um, it's, it's just, it's baseball's weird in that way. And, you know, that's why there's 162 games. That's why they play series you know, for, you know, for the playoffs and not just one game like they do in the NFL. Um, and it's, 
it's, it makes it tough to kind of analyze day to day, but you're right. I mean, if you look at this like 10, 15 day swatch of, of time here, um, that they, they look really, really good, and hopefully they can keep it going. The bad news is, as they were winning nine straight, Kansas City was going eight and nine, or eight and one, and you know there was they did they didn't gain much ground. But that said, they're they're well over five hundred. Nice. And uh, last I lo- I don't know if they held the three game lead, but they at least as of yesterday had a three game lead in the Central, and they unfortunately need to keep it going to stretch that up a little bit. But uh, no, they're looking really, really good. Yeah, the Indians, obviously, I think, you know, you go on a nine-game tear like that. Pretty good. Really what you're doing is you're building yourself a buffer because inevitably um, there's going to be a point where they go on a skid, and it's just baseball for you. So they've put themselves in a good position. Um, But, you know, we had this last week off, and I felt like I got to listen to a bunch of Indians games. And one of the takeaways I, I have to do is I feel like they have to make a move. And we're sitting here, I believe, the trade deadline's today at 4 o'clock. Um, can we expect something? to happen by the by the time that's all said and done? I would hope so. Um, you know, you hate to rest on the laurels. You know, they, they always make some sort of move. Um, you know, the difference is, is it, is it Lars Anderson or is it Andrew Miller? You right. know what I mean? It's going to be one of those things where, you know, I think they know they have to get better. Um, they, they, know they, they know they're really good, but they know if they want to maximize their chance, they need to do something. You know, heading into... The last week, you know, it was starting pitcher, starting pitcher. Sonny Gray or Marcus Stroman or, you know, you know, Alex Cobb. You know, people were throwing names out all over the place. And then, But more recently, you know, it seems to be, you know, catcher and bullpen or, or bullpen and bench or something along those lines where, you know, you, you don't have to play, uh, you know, Alex Gonzalez or uh, – can't think of the kids' name, the utility guy, or, or if they, heaven forbid, have to re-sign Michael Martinez, you know, up to the big leagues or something along those lines. If you can avoid that, you know, you're, you're making yourself better. Um, I think fans may be underwhelmed if they think they're going to do a deal like they did last year with, with uh, Andrew Miller. Um, you know, they have the pieces to do it if they wanted to, but I don't know if they necessarily want to get rid of, you know, their top-end farm guys. So, We'll see. I, I would expect something. Um, it'll be interesting to see which direction they take it, though, because they, they do have a few small holes that they could fill, and I'd be very surprised if they filled all of them. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Oh, let's uh, shift gears to the Cavaliers. That was the big story of the week while we were out. And so I'll just ask you flat out, is Kyrie Irving an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, what? I mean, what's going? I mean, the guy demands a trade. I mean, you're um, pretty much guaranteed to go to the finals. I mean, you have gone to three straight. You won one of them. You won. You hit the shot that won it. I understand LeBron can be difficult for sure, but I, I, I just outside of and I've heard an internet rumor that it's all comes down to some like whore on Instagram that Kyrie liked and LeBron had sex with her. And honestly, I would never believe it except for the fact that none of the other stuff that's coming out in the story makes any sense whatsoever that I almost have to believe it's as something as petty as that. You know, I, that's first I'm hearing of the quote unquote whore on Instagram, but, um, <laughs> I changed the language a little. Yeah, it's all, it's all right. Um, you know, the, the thing is, it, the, 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 it makes such little sense that it could wind up ending, be, end up being something as ridiculous as that. Um, you know, it's it's weird because you're not not long ago we're talking about the NBA Finals and and KD leaving his situation for the the Warriors and you know analyze it how you will. You know, some people say he takes these took the easy way out. Some people said he made the smart decision. You know, whatever. 
Um, but in this ring-chasing environment that they have cultivated over the last several years with big threes and super teams and everything, Kyrie Irving is ready to do the exact opposite. And I don't know if that makes him some savant that we're not aware of. I mean, the guy challenges science. I mean, he's a flat-earth truther. He's right. a, you know, he, he has a lot of conspiracy theories that, I mean, he might be one of those people who believe that those, vapor trails in the sky are actually right. poison or some stuff. But I, I don't understand the, you know, the reasoning behind it. I mean, it looks, it, there's obviously something that's going to come out. Um, he leaves the Cavs in a, in a simultaneously tough position, but good position, because had he done this next year, the trade market for him would have been exponentially smaller, given that he would only had one year left on his deal. So there's, you know, he did do the team a favor in a way. Um, but that said, you know, LeBron James you know, perennially wins, you know, awards for, you know, being the guy most people want, most people want to play with. I mean, he's, he's turned J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson and Iman Shumpert and all these, you know, on down the line, Mario Chalmers, any team, you pick any team, Adonis Haslam, any team he's played with, he's, he's turned these guys into very, very wealthy individuals because of how successful they've been alongside of him. And for whatever reason, whether it's ego, whether it's just outright craziness, Kyrie Irving doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. I'm wondering if the if LeBron wins that award of the guy guys want to play with by guys who have never played with him, right? Couldn't it be one of those things that's like, I think I want to play with LeBron because of how good he is. Then you get there, you do it, and you realize, yeah, you know what? I don't want to play with this dude. Although I don't know why, because he's very unselfish on the court. Like, I can understand not wanting to play with an all-time great talent if you don't get to be highlighted on the court as well. But LeBron's a facilitator. He wants Kyrie. Ta- Kyrie took more shots all year than LeBron. He took more shots than Steph Curry did. So, like, it's not about, like, so it's not necessarily about some of these other things that we're hearing coming out of some of these camps. I can't make sense of it. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, Kyrie led the team in scoring. He led the team in touches. He led the team in, you know, all the, the field goal attempts. You know, but does he look at James Harden and see James Harden as a you know back you know three years straight in the MVP talks, and he he leads the he leads the NBA in time of possession and 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 and, and touches. You know, I mean, that does he want to be that guy? Does he want? And there were rumors when the story came out that he was jealous of Damian Lillard and John Wall because they had they were point guards who were the face of their franchise. Now, don't forget that they don't have shoe deals. They don't have. Uncle Drew, they don't have never going to win. You know, they don't have the you know the FIBA League MVP. They haven't been past the second round of the NBA playoffs. Um, he wants to be the face of the franchise, and so if that's his outright goal, I mean, I, I well, there's nothing you can do about that because you're not going to get rid of LeBron James so he can right. be you know the guy. Now that that said, I mean, you walk around the city during the NBA playoffs. There's Kyrie Irving everywhere all over right. the city. You know, kids kids love him. He's he is the he is the you know as much as we like LeBron James, Kyrie is that guy for like you know twelve through seventeen year olds, and I don't know if he you know quite understands that, um, but it's it's very bizarre and it's something that you know nothing surprises me in the NBA, but you know as a Cavs fan I definitely didn't see this coming. Where do we trade him? You know I, there's only a select few teams that I think have. The one, the picks, and the arsenal, two, the, right. the, the, the young talents, you know, the, and it's nothing you haven't heard yet. I mean, Milwaukee seems to be up on the list. Phoenix seems to be up on the list if Devin they're willing Booker to get rid of Josh Jackson. Um, you know, Minnesota, if they're willing to part with some pieces, um, and that was one of the teams that he had, you know, allegedly said he would like to be traded yeah, to. Like four um, of them, the, right? inter- the interesting thing is, though, 
I mean, if you want to be traded to that team, it's going to take a lot of pieces coming back to, right. to, to make that happen. So I don't know what's going to still be there when he, when he, if he, if and when he were to go. The the San Antonio thing's laughable. Pop would eat him up alive. I mean, there there'd be no way that he would put up with that kind of stuff. Um, so it'll be it'll be very interesting. And I, I I you know and I don't know. The thing is, they don't have to trade him. And you know, I know he wants to be traded, and I know that you know he might have some self-imposed deadline. But if the if the Cavs don't think they have the right stuff to make their team better, they're just not going to do it. And, uh, you know, and there's a lot of players who will be coming eligible for trade at the end of August because of the, you know, the free agency rules in terms of having to be on a team for so long before you can, right. before you can be dealt. So we might be staring at this for about another month, and there will be Instagram videos and YouTube, you know, things and whatever they're going to do on social media to troll each other back and forth. Um, It'll be very interesting, but I don't think this thing is very close to being over. Yeah, I think, you know, Cavaliers fans, you know, have seen the rest of the NBA recently and just feel this sense of urgency, like right. this impending sense of like it has to happen Because every now. other team had to start doing stuff right it, away, and we don't. It, it, it just isn't that case. So I think one of the best things the Cavs can do as an organization right now is kind Breathe. of sit by and just like, all right, let's see what happens. Um Definitely frustrating to look at it from the perspective of if this were to happen and David Griffin was still the GM of the Cavaliers, he would be able to get a King's ransom for Kyrie. And now I'm just a little concerned of like, well, are they going to be able to make the moves with this inexperienced front office that, you know, are really going to uh, put the Cavaliers in a position to win? And with that being said, I mean, do the Cavaliers and uh, you know, I think I think we can say you know the Cavaliers with Kyrie were not going to be able to get over on the Warriors. They were too hamstrung in contracts. There weren't enough moves to make. Is there any chance that the Cavaliers, after this trade, are in a better position to compete for the NBA championship? Well, just back to the Griff thing really quick. There were those reports that said like Kyrie wanted to have a sit down with the team prior to when he did, but he didn't have anybody to sit with. Um, which if, if Cavs fans are going to be frustrated about anything, I think that would be it. Because had he come to light with this before Paul George was traded or before Jimmy Butler was traded, right. you know, he might, there might have been a little more ammo to make a deal. Um, and, yeah, I think if, if – yeah, it would have sucked to trade Kyrie Irving. Um, but if you're getting Paul George back and then potentially something else for it, you know, I think, I think things are a lot better um, in terms of the uncertainty that they have here. Um, you know, the one thing, and I'm not saying that these Milwaukee players would, would put the Cavs over the top, um, but, you know, a lot of the names that have been thrown out there, like Malcolm Brogdon, who was a rookie of the year last year, is a 6'5 point guard, uh, immediately gives you length there, gives you youth, he's, he's cost-controlled. Chris Middleton, a 6'8 shooting guard who shoots about 46% from three-point range, so you get length and athleticism and, and shooting there. You know, those are the kind of things that I think the Cavs would be would have to target if they think they're going to use this trade to get better in the way of beating Golden State, um, because it was size and athleticism, and you know, ability to guard multiple positions and those kind of things that really, really hurt the Cavs. You know, down 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 the home stretch there against Golden against Golden State. I'm not saying that either of these guys would easily replace. Um, Kyrie Irving, but you know, Middleton's a 20 plus point per night guy. You know, when given the ball. Um, you know, Brogdon, again, it'll only be his second year, and he has a lot of room to grow. And if you can get those guys and maybe a pick or two, you know, I think, you know, the things start to get interesting. If you, you know, if they want to add in a couple more guys and you say you move Shump with him or something along those lines to make the, the salaries work, I think that becomes a lot more interesting. 
Um, you know, even with those guys, the Cavs are going to win the East. I mean, I, I still don't think, you know, as much as, you know, Boston has gotten a little bit better, um, you know, you still have LeBron James, you still have Kevin Love, two All-Stars, you know, in, 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 in this, in this in, in, a, in a center, and in Tristan Thompson who can guard one through five. Um, the, the issue is going to be, can you get the scoring and can you get the defense to, uh, you know, to kind of keep you afloat once you get to the NBA Finals? So, It'll be interesting to watch because I know, like the Eric Bledsoe's and you know, the, a lot of those players who are linked to LeBron through various capacities are going to have their names thrown out. But it'll be up to you know, it, it's one thing to want players, um, but it's another thing for a team to be willing to kind of mortgage, you know, their future for a guy who might not be long for there. Because you know, obviously, if Kyrie's willing to walk from a NBA Finals team, um, you know, there's not much you can do in the way of winning that would keep him in whatever situation he's in. You're going to really have to make sure he's happy. And then truthfully, outside of being the face or quote unquote, uh, you know, the guy for a franchise, I don't know what's going to make him happy. Does he want to be the face of the Milwaukee Bucks? I don't know. I mean, I think it's very interesting that he'll be playing with Jason Kidd, who's, you know, and arguably one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Um, But that said, is he going to be happy there? Is he pretty much long for New York where, you know, he's closer to home and he wants to be the face of, of uh, one of the most storied franchises in the NBA? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Kyrie Irving. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. It is officially Hall of Fame week uh, down here in Canton, Ohio. So we have football on the brain. Obviously, Browns opened up training camp. And I heard Kenny Britt, uh, a Browns player, has come out and said Deshaun Kaiser is going to be one of the greats. Have you seen anything out there that lends you to believe any of that? No. Um, the, now, the, the, the interesting thing is the kid was really knocked for his attitude um, at, at, at Notre Dame, and it's quickly becoming very, very evident that it was a Brian Kelly issue and not a Deshaun Kaiser issue. Okay. Um, the kid has been nothing but a class act. Um, since, you know, and now it's been what, a, a week, right. you know, it's a couple weeks if you want to throw in mini camp. Um, but you know, yeah, maybe he was five for 10 the other day, you know, whoever his numbers were. Um, but I think that kind of stuff is, is fixable. I think, you know, the issue the Browns have had, especially with quarterbacks is the attitude side of things. And the kid has everything you want in certain terms of size. Um, you know, and as long as he's willing to learn and is under, you know, he's, he's coming into camp behind Cody Kessler. So it's not like he's coming into camp thinking he's going to be the starting quarterback. Right. And I think, I think that's good. Um, I think Kenny Britt might be a little ahead of himself. Um, but I think, you know, he's right in the way that if he can put it all together, I mean, he could, I mean, and the bar is very, very low, so I'm not saying much here, but he could be one of the better, you know, young quarterbacks the Browns have had since they've been back. And it's just a matter of, can he get the so mechanics down? Can he, can he do the things, the, the, you know, the throwing into traffic and throwing into triple coverage and a lot of the stuff that he got knocked for in Notre Dame, um, he's gonna, that's going to be even tougher at the NFL level. So he's going to have a lot of learning to do in that regard. But that said, I'm not in the same locker room as, as they are, so maybe he sees things I don't see. Um, but, the, but the kid has it. Uh, just a matter of getting it you know, and putting it all together. That's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8. All right, guys, take care. We'll see you soon. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wakeham Auto family. Wakeham has been proudly selling the Mitsubishi brand on the Wakeham Auto Mile at West Husk and Lincoln Way between Canton and Maslin for over 20 years. 6.9.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. I want to thank Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com again for joining us. He'll uh, he'll be back on the air with us again next Monday at 8, as he is every week. He has some interesting takes on uh, Kyrie Irving there. If you missed that, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after the show is over. That can be found at WRQK.com. So my nerd worlds are about to collide because... A member of the Star Wars community okay. is attacking the Game of Thrones camp. Oh, damn. Yeah, there's beef. Damn. There's beef in the East fictional Coast, world. West Coast. Uh, a little worse, yeah. I think it's a little worse than that even. But there's uh, there's now beef in the two nerd worlds here. And what has happened is John Boyega, who was the African-American actor who was in the Stormtrooper suit in The Force Awakens. Remember, people like lost their minds. Oh my God, there's a black guy in Star Wars. No, I don't want to see it. Because, I don't know, you're a bigot or a racist or unrealistic about what movies are going to look like. And right, and that became like all this whole thing. And I remember when that happened, I said, why is everybody freaking out about it? Who cares? Who cares if a black guy's playing the thing? Fine, who cares? The guy, actually, Boyega ended up being great in that movie, so whatever. But he's now ripping Game of Thrones because they don't use black actors on Game of Thrones. And in a story that I guess was in GQ, he told the writer and appeal that there are no black people on Game of Thrones. He that, says you don't true? S- We'll get there. Okay. He says you don't see one black person in Lord of the Rings adding He says, I'm not paying money to always see one type of person on screen because you see different people from different backgrounds, different cultures every day. Even if you're a racist, you have to live with that. We can ruffle up some feathers. Okay. So I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to ask this question. Why is it that a fictional land must look like what we see in reality? Why is that? It's fictional. Why must it represent what we are? If, it's, if I'm creating it, could I not create whatever I want? Why do I have to mimic what reality is? Otherwise, why even have science fiction? Um, yeah, but if you're going to create a white utopia there of like, all right, well, hey, you know what would be awesome if we didn't have any minorities? I can understand why people are going to take issue with that. I would hardly call the way anybody lives in Game of Thrones a utopia. Well, but you're you're creating this world with a lack of African with a lack of minorities. That's that's your creation. You decided to do that. The problem with this statement is is there have been black actors in Game of Thrones. There's been multiple. Now one was like a pirate and people had an issue with that. But he did safely get people to where they needed to go through his ships and kind of, I forget the guy's name or whatever, but there have been black actors in Game of Thrones. This is ringing the bell for an issue that it's, that's not there. Is, are, they, are they like significant characters or are these just like, hey, we'll throw in a token black guy and like, all right, well, there we took care of the quota there. I don't know. I don't watch the show. I mean, I guess there's not, I mean, Cersei's not black, Daenerys isn't black, Jon Snow isn't black. So, no, it's like none of the heads of the houses, but so it's not they even don't like, have minorities enslaved or anything, but it's not, but it's so it's not even oh, like, and wait a minute. No, the head of, wait a minute. The, the head of the Unsullied is black. And aren't those the dudes with their dongs chopped off? Yeah. So like, you're not even like, 
if, if this was a historical reenactment... Again, that was done to them by slavers. If this was a historical thing and you're like, well, dude, no, this is from, you know, it makes sense of why, you know, a story in Ireland of, from a thousand years ago is only white people because that makes sense. Like, I understand why there weren't black people in Braveheart because you're trying to create that, why there weren't, but, like, this is something that you created. It's 100% like... That's my point, though, is that we're not whitewashing anything. Well, but you're still you're whoever wrote these stories. I don't understand why why an artist, why a writer, why a director cannot create the world he wants to create. I, the problem is you want to create a world without minorities. But Game of Thrones is filled with minorities. It's not necessarily African Americans, but there's dude, there's an entire army called the Dothraki. They're not white. Are they the Unsullied? Are not white main characters? And are they are they heroes? Yes. Are they are they like? Are they noble characters, or is it just like yo, it's just a bunch of pirates and a bunch of like the un- of the of the unsavories? I don't know. I don't watch the show, so I'm, I'm uh, looking at you here. To be the Dothraki king was a noble thing, and what's his name, Jason Samoa or whoever that was who who played that? He was like a huge deal in that. He was a huge part of Game of Thrones. Now he's dead now because the show kills everybody. So welcome to it. But this is ringing the bell where there isn't a problem, and I don't understand why fiction can't be fiction. Why does fiction have to look like reality? Although, what's the point of having fiction? I don't get it. I don't understand why people constantly try to make this an issue when it isn't one. We already, dude, there's enough, our, uh, dude, just open Twitter. There's enough race issue in America that we don't have to create it when it's not there. This is like when they said it was sexist and now all the women are in control. It's like, you gotta let stuff develop. You gotta wait. Now, is he is he saying like he's saying he won't pay for HBO because they don't put black people in Game of Thrones? I mean, so he's not saying like yo people stop watching this or there needs to be a boycott or anything like that. I mean, he's got his opinion, right? Yeah, but his opinion can be wrong, and I'm here to tell you and everybody else listening that his opinion is wrong. It's a fictional land. It's a fictional universe, and so is Star Wars. Therefore, it's not going to look the way Market Avenue looks because it's not real. God damn, there are real life problems in this world, man. Stop worrying about this cosmetic BS because that's all it is. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. Rock 106.9. We're looking ahead at tomorrow already. We're uh, starting to think about New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. And uh, Fantone found a song called Thunder Thighs. That's what it's called. Uh, we're going to take a listen to that tomorrow. Um, apparently, it's a hip-hop song called Thunder Thighs. And it's uh, apparently for and by women of different shapes and sizes, races and sexualities. They're from bed in Brooklyn. Biggie. It's his neighborhood. I don't know if that means anything, but... You know, you never know. And uh, apparently... Shaquille O'Neal's got a new diss track out on LeVar Ball. Nice. So we're gonna live, we'll, we'll take a preview of that as well. And I don't know uh, what's coming from the rock world just as I'm just looking at the uh, top 10 and a rock track. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Me, well, yeah. What are they? Uh, we've got a new Nine Inch Nails song. Oh, yeah. That'll be it. There it is. That'll be it. It'll, there if, it is. if there's new Nine Inch Nails, that's what it's going to be. Got a winner. I like it. Um, He's so good. Trent's one of those guys that, like, he's very pretentious and you can get lost in, like, the that kind of aspect of his art, but he, uh, I am a huge Trent Reznor fan. I, I believe, uh, that dude's very talented and he sued me or threatened to sue me once. And I still like him. Song's called less than 
Really? Haven't heard that. Have not either. So we'll uh, we'll track that down and play you all those tomorrow. I did hear about this, and I, I wanted to make mention of it, uh, that a threesome went off the rails. Shocker, dude. Never happened in the entire history of threesomes. Never has it been like, all right, hey, I'm about to have sex with two chicks at the same time, and then all of a sudden you have a rock thrown through your window. Yeah, Never this'll, happened before. Yeah, this will go well. Okay. And uh, both women suffered broken bones Okay. after a... Uh, after a tryst in the bedroom with one single man there. The first woman suffered broken bones in her feet and legs after she had plunged 10 feet from the balcony Jeez. as she was reaching her climax. Jeez. Now, plunged... All right, lunged would mean, like, leapt right. or jumped. Right. Plunged could mean thrown, right? Thrown, fell. Fell, right. one or the other. Her naked friend screamed and ran down the stairs to help her, but was running so fast that she slipped and then snapped bones in her arms and her neck as she fell on the steps. Paramedics arrived at the apartment where the uh, embarrassed man was like left there like, well, let me tell you what happened here. Police said the female victims of the sex game gone wrong were both naked while being spoken to. Cops added that the man in the threesome told that, that during the lovemaking, there was a position quarrel with one of the ladies leaning uh, against a balcony railing, which led to her plunge. Oh, geez. Local newspaper said uh, they better try bondage next time. That way somebody's actually tied to the railing there. What are you doing? Uh, I guess, man, you're having sex. You're not thinking about it. It's yeah. like two women offered to bang you. you. I do it in the parking lot of an elementary school, probably. So, like A balcony probably isn't going to stop me. I'm surprised the newspaper went with that joke. I mean, that uh, that sounds like somebody on Twitter as opposed to like a, a publication. <laughs> like a, a little, little bit, a little bit like. Ugh. I think what you're seeing there is, is that publications want people who are on Twitter to be following along. Um, But at, at the very least, I mean, like, dude, you kind of, you know, you obviously had already had the threesome so for for the most part there so you'd you'd reach climax you'd you'd and and now those chicks don't want to spend the night dude i don't know like it doesn't sound that bad officers say it was a pure accident and no charges will be made whatsoever the names and ages of the victims will not be released to spare their embarrassment that's how you can tell this happening over in england and, uh, and not here. America would be like, no, we want to embarrass you. Let's actually get you know every photo of you ever and then put it out online. Just goes to show you, man, just be careful about the crazy sex that you're having because, dude, things can go wrong very, very fast. While we were out on vacation, a story had broke about a company in Wisconsin that was getting ready to do something I would n- never let this company do to me ever. I'll tell you what that is next on Rock 106. This Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for WRQK.com and can be streamed everywhere via iHeartRadio. We would appreciate it. If you would download iHeartRadio and listen when you can. Dude, listen all the time. You're on Wi-Fi. It's not like it's eating up your data. Just turn on your iHeartRadio, turn on the Rock Mother, and do just walk leave, away from it. Leave that son of a bitch on. Do it. Do it, please. You're being told. This is not a request. Mitch wrote in and says, hey, man, two things. I got to listen to about 15 versions of New Tour Tuesday last week while you guys were out. Listen to all the podcasts. He says, one, it's hilarious to listen to you guys trash the hits and then not a turd the terrible records. Well, again, that's your opinion there, Mitch. Like, I, uh, and there are plenty of songs that go to, like, number one that are not good. Yeah, and vice versa. There are right. plenty of phenomenal songs in the world that will never, you know, get, get spun. And I will admit that we're a little, we are kinder to the local artist than we 
than we are in any other facet of this program. We do kind of kid glove the the local bands okay. that submit stuff to New Tour Tuesday. I will admit that. I will totally admit that that I have occasionally kid gloved it. I feel like more than anything, it's grading on a curve. It's understanding the the. the That's the better term. Yeah, it's to me. It's not so much that I'm like trying to be nicer. It's like I just understand you're not going to sound the same. I understand that you, you're, you're not Godsman, right? Your songwriting is not going to be nearly as good just because, dude, you're some dude who's working at Speedway trying to you know get his bills paid and write you know songs for his band that plays at Buzzbin once a month. It's, There's also part of it for me that. I always wanted to be careful with it because what I didn't want to have happen was every band in Canton to go, I'm not sending him my stuff. He's always so mean. Right. You know what I mean? That I, I want to be able to incorporate a local aspect to it. And the only way to do that is if the artist feels like they're going to get a fair shake. Yeah, and I, I I I think a lot of shows would probably err on the other side of it, where they'd be like, you know what, we're just going to be dicks. I'm just going to trash everyone. And it's like, I don't know. What are you getting out of that? Yeah, I um so we try to play fair, but yeah, New Tour Tuesday will be on tomorrow. Uh, Thunder Thighs will make its debut tomorrow. That That's the name of the song. There really is no artist. It's just yeah. a bunch of women getting together re- uh, recording the song. Fat chicks. Shaq's new song, um, he's apparently dissing on LeVar Ball, the father of Lonzo Ball there. And then we have new Nine Inch Nails. Now, if you're in a local band and would like to be uh, featured on New Tour Tuesday, you can send me your stuff, stansburywrqk.com, and uh, we would love to play you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be very nice, and we'll give you not a tour just because you're just you. Because you're just because you're from Canal Fulton. And you're special. <laughs> yep, you were just a little snowflake. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly right. A story broke while we were out, and um, this was one of those things that happened. We were out. I saw it come across my social media timelines, and I thought to myself, oh, my God, let me back in my studio. I want to talk about this. And that happened to me a lot last week where I was like, and I always say this, and I don't need a break from what I do. I need a break from when I do it. Um, if, if I worked afternoons, I would never take another vacation ever again in my life. I, um, But this happened, and they're going to start this program tomorrow, and I have gotten the back of corporate America more than most guys who do this for a living do. And this is going too far, and I would never trust a company to do this to me. But apparently, a Wisconsin company is going to become the first U.S. company to provide employees with implanted microchips. According to a press release, Three Square Market will offer the technology to all of their employees during a chip party that will happen tomorrow. Now, it is optional. They're not going to make you do it. But employees will then be implanted, Fantone, with an RFID chip, allowing them to make purchases in the break room, in the micro market. You'll be able to open the doors, log into computers, use the copy machine, pretty much anything you need to do within the company, you'll be able to do with your fingertip now. Now, without going too much further, that on its itself, I'm like, Okay, I mean, because, like, let's be real. There's a copy machine in this building. I have no idea how it functions because I need, like, a nine-digit passcode, and then I have to select, like, oh, Matt Fantone at WRQK, and there's, like, 12 different steps to using it. I'm not going to lie. If I could just walk up there, swipe my hand, and boom, out came my copies, that would be convenient. That'd be nice. I would be okay with fingerprint technology. I would be okay with that. I don't want the company implanting something in me that goes home with me. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can just 
scan my fingerprint. Actually, most companies that you, that you work for now, they have your fingerprint on file. And having been arrested as an adult, my fingerprint's on file with law enforcement. So, like, I don't care about that. Now, the problem with that is, is okay, so now you've got your fingerprints <clears throat> out there in the world. Obviously, if somebody wants your fingerprints bad enough and access into the radio station bad enough, they can... Well, aren't they just going to chop my finger off, dude? Well, I mean, sure, they can chop your finger off, but they can also, like, find it online and be able to, you know, hey, we're going to recreate this with a 3D printer, and now right. all of a sudden we're in the rock mother, and we're, I'm, dude, I'm pretending to my own Stansberry show, New Turk Tuesday. You know what I mean? So, like... Well, here's what happened. I'm not worried about anybody ripping off the radio station, because <laughs> when you break in, you're going to hear Boston, and it'll lull you right to sleep, and you'll forget what you were here to do. Well, what are we doing here? They say 50 members of this Wisconsin company will, will elect to be implanted with this chip tomorrow. I think that's a terrible idea. I would never trust my company enough to do that, ever. Now, uh, first of all, how am I ever going to stop hearing KDD in the back of my ear if they put a chip in my it's finger? Nonstop, dude. Just iHeartRadio going in your in your head. Um, my like my girlfriend. Um, she works at a bank, and they just did this. Like, hey, all of our employees are going to get Fitbits, and you can wear these throughout the day, and all this different stuff. And it's given to them by them. So obviously, or like a cell phone. Like plenty okay. of places give you like your work cell phone. Yeah, plenty of places give you a phone. Now that's not implanted. But really, any of the things you're concerned about, they can still uh, do. If you're worried about them tracking you and you have a, a company phone, they're already doing that. Hell, if your phone's using company Wi-Fi, they're probably already, if they want to, they're going to be tracking you. So well, like, like our company employee handbook says this, and I'm sure most companies are this way. If I log into my personal email account... From any machine in this building. Your Gmail, not your WRQK right. email. Okay. They, my personal email, they have the right to read anything in my personal email at any time they see fit. That's kind of crazy. Um, and the problem is, is, somebody said to me, we'll just buy your own machine and bring it to work. It's too late. I've already logged into it once. It's not like if, if, if I say, well, I'm not using it from this day forward, then th- that they're not going to do it. And my boss always says, look, I have time to sit around and read your emails. Oh. Well, A, you do. And, and, you do have the time. And you're still going to be using company Wi-Fi. So it's right. like once you get into that, I'm sure there, it's not too much of a stretch to think that like. So now I got to buy a laptop and buy my own like Wi-Fi card that goes into the side of it and all this other stuff to, to stay away from this. But so yeah, I just I don't like the idea of going home with something. I don't like the idea of being in, like having something in my body. That's the problem for me. It's not so much like, oh, well, if we gave you, if we gave you, you know, we've got like key fobs. If we gave you one of those and it opened up everything and we could track you with it, I'd be like, eh, yeah, it sucks, but that's the, that's the nature of the beast we live in. For it to actually be like a chip inside of your body, that, I don't know, that just feels like a step that's too far for me. Well, it's also one of those things, like, I don't want to be on the front line of that. Like, you got your eyes redone, right? right. Roholt is the who Roholt did that for you, right? And I always said, I would absolutely go get eye surgery at Roholt today, but put me in a time machine back to the first week of like eye surgery right. being out. I don't want to be right. the guinea pig of anything like that. Um, now, obviously, this company is a, uh, what do I want to say, a, a, a forward-thinking company when it comes to technology and obviously, stuff like yeah. that. And, and they're setting the standard and trying to show people that, like, hey, this is okay. So I understand why you would use your employees first, because that's a tough thing for anyone to swallow, is that, like, yo, this chip is being implanted in you. I feel like that's Mark of the Beast territory there yes and like i don't feel I, i'm not saying 1984 like, stuff i'm not saying that like 
boy, they're going to take over your mind, and all of a sudden, dude, you're going to be a slave to the system or something like that, but it's got to be the first step, right? Like, it has to be, like, along the way. Dude, Bill Burr predicted this 10 years ago. He was like, dude, believe me, they're going to start putting chips in your brain, and that's how you're going to pay for stuff, and when you don't pay, they're going to shut the chip off, and you're just going to die in the street, and it's like, we, we're heading this way. It's crazy. I can't I can't come up with what would make me get chipped, like, what I would feel comfortable with, and like, okay. What, the crappy coffee in the building? That's what, that's what I, you're gonna I, I, right. I just I, I can't come up with anything. Even if like a technology was available to me, where it's like, you know, you can pay for everything, and you'll never be inconvenienced. You'll never wait in line again. You'll never have to do you know. But ah, dude, it's a chip in your body. It doesn't feel right. To some me. of the all, some a lot of this technology stuff doesn't make sense to me. Like I saw some commercial the other day for like some cable thing. Now that apparently you don't need a remote. Like you just talk to your TV and it'll pause it. Well, what if I'm sitting on the couch having a conversation with my wife, kind of like halfway watching something on TV, and now things I say just stop and start and all this other stuff? Like, dude, like the remote control is too inconvenient for you. That's too inconvenient. Reaching into your wallet for a debit card is too much work for you. Well, but let's not act like we all didn't whine and complain and, and bitch about when those chips got introduced into your card, and everyone was like, oh, I don't know, do I swipe it or do I chip it or do I whatever? And we all, dude, and we did. We all, we all, we all acted like babies about that. So, like, and they thought it was going to make it so much faster and it honestly i don't know if it's slower but it definitely feels like when i use my chip at, at those things that it definitely feels like it's slower um th- than that 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 chip thing we actually we just got new machines at the agora that listen to this like they so when you i'll swipe your credit card when you buy something and instead of me giving you a receipt like the screen flips over and then you just sign it with your finger and move forward. There's no paper, nothing. If you want a receipt, they have to text it to you. I thought it was going to be a nightmare. It was the first time I worked with it was over the weekend. The, the shins were in town. We had them. And I thought it was going to be a nightmare. And so at the beginning of the shift, I was like, I don't want to do this. This is really stupid. But then midway through the night, it was like, oh, my God, this made everything so much faster and so much easier. It ended up being great. But I'm sure as hell not letting iHeartMedia put anything in my body that goes home with me at the end of the night. That is not happening. If you're in a relationship. Relationship, you will never, never be able to control what the people you're dating or married to will do when you're not around. Stop trying to. I'll explain what I'm talking about next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 1069. We're online at WRQK.com. From his Twitter, Scott at WFNY, who was on the air with us at 8 o'clock this morning, I'm finding out that on this day in 1971, Jim Brown was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Nice. With Vince Lombardi and Y.A. Tittle. Pretty decent class. Right there. <laughs> it's pretty good there. It's so bad. Pretty good there. As Hall of Fame week officially underway now. I uh, game on Thursday, which you'll be able to hear right here on Rock 1069, by the way. Obviously, it's an exciting time in uh, Stark County as an Uber driver. Your boy's pretty excited. I'm Ooh. hoping I'm hoping me and Jerry Jones get to do some hanging out soon. Yeah, I forgot you're doing that now. Yeah. You probably will get a lot of work this week. Um, yeah, I mean, I would assume as we get closer to the game, probably more stuff will happen. But I am. I'm, I'm like, dude, I hope somebody, whether it's, you know, a football player or a media type or somebody like that, I hope somebody famous ends up in your boy's car. My buddy, uh, my buddy, I apparently works out with Jerry Rice every year when he comes to town. Oh, Th- yeah. There's a gym that Jerry likes to use, and my buddy's a member. A, a lot of people... Um, 
Because he's a, he's a huge golf fanatic, Jerry Rice is. A lot of people stay at the McKinley, and I remember it was last year, um, Jerry Rice was jogging around downtown. Yeah. Yeah. He um he likes to play one of the uh, one of the exclusive golf courses in the area. So they like let him obviously like they kind of like let him play. Yeah. It's it's a private club, but yeah. if you're Jerry Rice, yeah. guess what? You're allowed to play. And so like they open up the gym early for him in the morning so he can work out and stuff. My buddy is like, yeah, he's like I see him every year. I, wow, um, that must be cool. There's gonna be you know I mean just media row alone. Just like I said, like media personalities. I mean dudes like Rich Eisen. I think Jim Rome's coming in. I think Dan Patrick show's coming in. Rich so. did his show out of this yeah. building last year. Rich. Uh, did a show actually. I got to spend a couple of minutes with Rich Eisen, one of my broadcasting idols. So instead of, you know, like rubbing elbows with these people and trying to be like, hey, you want to come on the show? I'll be like, hey, please pay me to drive you around. <laughs> please, I'll be your Uber driver. I don't care. <laughs> it's a sad time. Over That's here. absolutely right. I am, um, I'm a firm believer that people are who they are. And no matter what you do, no matter what the scenario, no matter what the situation you set up for them, ultimately what they want to do is what they will do. Um. Yeah. I. I think. I. When you talk broader points here, yes, I know what you mean, and I. It's hard to argue. I. I um, what you're saying. I just feel like people are who they are, and no matter how great of a situation you try to create, there's only so much control you're going to have over other people's actions. Okay. And. Especially in newer relationships, people like they just overstep their boundaries. I tell guys all the time, like when you meet a new like girl and you're like obsessed with her, yeah, and you want to spend a bunch of time with her. What I would urge you to do is actually hold back a little because what will eventually happen is you want to spend every waking minute with her because she's new, he's new to you, whatever. Vice versa, doesn't matter, man or woman, doesn't matter. But what will happen then is is that you'll get nine months into the relationship and then you want to go back to playing poker with the guys on Wednesday night, and now you're the, the new girlfriend then freaks out about it because it's brand new behavior. If you would have just done it from the beginning of the relationship, now when you want to go do stuff, well, it's part of what he does. He's always been this guy, right? Saturday nights playing poker. That's what I. That's do. what I that's do. Saturday nights for me, and then yeah, but when you introduce new behavior um I, I, it freaks people out i mean whether that's you know uh, you want to go do something whether that's you know you introduce a new hobby into your life it is going to be like well dude what do you what do you mean i always say with my girlfriend that like god bless her for being able to see my past and be like okay that's not what it is now like if i all of a sudden started like you know what i'm gonna start doing drugs again that's gonna be a huge problem for my girlfriend as right. it's like no you've established yourself with me as this type of person you can't can't go back to being 22 years old. I have dated what I think a lot of people would call questionable women. You know what I mean? (laughs) In in my history. Right. And I remember when I was in Oregon and I was, I wasn't really dating this woman, but we were, you know, we were sexually involved. And I remember some people saying to me that knew her. And obviously I didn't, they were from there. I wasn't who said to me, man, you might want to rethink this. You know, do you know what has happened with her in the past? And what I said is, I'm crazy about her. So whatever it is she had to go through to become who she is, I can live with it right. because she's who I want her to be. Right. So I don't care what had to happen for her to turn into that person. It happened. I, that's that's a sign of maturity for sure. That's a, that's that, I think a lot of people would have a tough time dealing with that, especially as you get further down that what happened in the past rabbit hole there. Here's the thing. I don't want to know. 
right? Yeah. Don't don't yeah. you don't necessarily get to run it down for me, but ultimately at the end of the day, I didn't care because I was over the moon for her. So like, I just it was like, you know what? That's who. That's what she had to do to become who I'm crazy about. Then I don't care. Okay. Right. But there's a guy now that's in a relationship for about six months. Which, let's be honest, I'm not really sure it's a relationship at that point. Right? You're on you're on the road to there. Now, if you're committed, that's great. But he's got like these rules now for his woman when she goes out for like ladies' night out. And this hit like, you know, the interwebs and stuff while we were out, and I saw this and I think it's crazy. And so the woman screenshot it on her phone and has posted it via Twitter. And it's now being called Psycho Rules. For girls night out. And I just think it's like a list of 10 things that, that she's not supposed to do while she's out. Some of it's common sense and some of it's just like, dude, you're freaking out. And eventually, you know, what? we'll put a pin in it. We'll get there. Number 10. If your girls have boys back, you must leave the room and FaceTime me. So this must be after the bars or whatever. You go back to the hotel or whatever, this and that. That's not necessarily crazy. I think if you're in a relationship and your wild friends bring randoms back to like the apartment or the house or the hotel, removing yourself from that part of the party, not necessarily the worst call. Um, but saying that you must do FaceTime me, that yeah. that's going too far. And, I agree and, with that. And, and, and like I didn't bring guys back and like I didn't do that. I'm not Sing D in the corner over here. So like right. I don't I don't know. I feel like that right on its end would be enough for me to end a relationship. Number nine is you are not allowed to wingman wingman for your friends. They're ugly. They can pull themselves. I don't know what that last part means. They can pull guys themselves. They okay. don't they don't need you to to help there. Um <laughs> dude, I this guy's already well over the line for me. Me too. Number eight, straight back to your hotel at the end of each night. This must have been like a vacation type stuff she was doing with her girlfriends okay straight back to the hotel at the end of each night well yeah yeah better i mean not back to somebody else's hotel so right yeah and and yeah i'm going to go back to the hotel after i'm done partying because yes i'm going to sleep somewhere (laughs) right okay number seven no drugs i will drug test you when you get back ludicrous that's just crazy that's she's not your child you're electing to be in a relationship with her. She's an adult. You can't do this to her. And, 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 and you can certainly have the, hey, I don't want to be with somebody who's doing drugs, and I understand that, but to say that you're going to drug test somebody when they get back, you're... You, we're not even all the way... This is a list of 10 things. We're not even halfway through it, and I can already tell you have trust issues, and you don't trust this person that you're dating. This relationship is destined for failure. Number six was no buying boys drinks or letting boys buy you drinks. Now, you're in a relationship and I'm not, but you date a very attractive woman, right? So let's say on first Friday, you decide, you know what, honey, go out with your friends for a little while. I'm going to take a nap and I'm not going out till a little later. We'll meet up. Would you have an issue with your girlfriend sitting at the bar and a guy sends her a drink if she drinks it? No, no, not not in like the. Am no, I get, she picks it up, walks over to him, starts having a two-hour conversation. And, and, now and you gives, get a problem. And gives him an HJ. Yeah, then I'm going to be like, all right, well, that's over the line there. But Dude, I think like, Buzzman's going to have a problem with that. But yeah. even like, even like, hey, I, I bought you and your friend this drink, and I talked to you for a little bit. And, and no, part of the game of being in the bar, right? right? You talk to people, and that's and, and it's, it's the price you pay for dating attractive people. I, when he said like, oh, you can't you can't wingman for your girls. It's like, dude, no, you're going to be 
in social situations talking to people. It's not that my girlfriend's not allowed to talk to dudes or attractive dudes or anything like that. Like, it's okay. If three women are sitting at a table and the one's dating me and I have these rules for my girlfriend, a couple of guys come up to the table and start talking to those other two. If she shuts down the way this guy's asking, she's not going to have friends any longer, which I guess is part of what he wants. Right. He wants these women to like not want to hang out with her anymore. So no buying drinks for boys or letting boys buy you drinks, he says here. These are rules for like this woman's vacation while she left without her boyfriend. They've only been dating six months. Should Jesus. point that out. No eye, con- no eye contact with boys. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. The fact the fact that he keeps saying boys too is obviously a, a, a an indicator of who he is in the world of maturity. I, don't I know feel like dude, he's talking down to his girlfriend. I don't know if this dude's thirty five or if this dude's thirteen, but it reads like he's a child. It reads like he's, it really does. Right. It, I don't know their age to be honest, but it does not say this for me here. So this could be seventeen, but still, well, you're not going to Vegas and buying drinks at that not, age, right? right. I, I, it does kind of feel like early college spring breakish type vacation stuff. But I don't know that. No eye contact with boys was number five. No adding boys on Snapchat, swapping numbers, or Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Now, again, you're in a relationship. I'm not. I would assume swapping numbers, not great. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's not something that I'm going to... Anything anything that I feel I would I'd feel guilty about I don't expect you to do the same so it's like it's good yeah, if a chick if a chick takes my, if I take a woman's number and like oh yeah then I'd feel guilty about that I'd feel like I need to hide that so yeah I would not expect her to do that Would you have an issue if like again she's out like let's say your your girlfriend's out with her friend Taylor right, right. and Taylor's super attractive so boys are like always like swirling around if they all it, it, they got to meet or whatever, and like people like if a guy hit her up and like added her on Facebook, and she just added the friend like how people do, that's not, not going to be an issue. Yeah, but see again, dude, you're a little bit more evolved than a lot of men in this regard, and I think we're both a little bit that way. I think dude, jealousy plays a huge part in relationships, and it actually can tear them apart. You're not all that jealous of a dude. That's honestly, and I feel like that's it. It can tear them apart more than likely will tear tear them apart. Oh, I agree, and that's why I don't partake in it it's such a negative like it, a, a waste of an emotion like if, if, if my girlfriend is a 100% independent person you can go do whatever you want you never have to ask my permission um but what what, what am I wasting my time being jealous about like what am I wasting my it's a wasted emotion right like it's and, and at the end of the day it's going to be the thing that brings your relationship down so if you want to if you want to have this relationship, then you need to get rid of that. But if you don't want to be in it, then yeah, let the jealousy like let let it consume you. The number three rule was don't let a boy take a picture on your phone. All right, I mean, I, I guess maybe if you just met somebody in a bar and you don't know them, they shouldn't really have your phone. But, but I mean, but uh, these are such basic like like of course like like you don't want to be in a situation where you're giving them your phone. But like, why would you have to explain that to somebody? Number like, two yeah. was no photos with boys, and in parentheses it says including group photos. That's crazy. So now she can't be in photos that her friends want to take just because there's a guy you don't know. And then the number one rule was no talking to guys. That's, then what? Then say that at the beginning, and then why would this guy have your phone? And say that at the beginning, and why would this guy, then, yeah, that's what you're saying, is you cannot talk to the opposite sex. That's what, we could have taken all 10 of those rules and just said, no contact with the opposite sex. Right, that's why there's 10 commandments and not 300 of them, because they were pretty broad, and they covered a lot of the, a lot of the scenarios. I'm just going to, I'm going to reiterate this point. If you feel as if you have to do this kind of stuff to control what the person's doing when you're not with them, let them go. 
because they're not the person for you. That, and if you continue to act like this, you will drive, you can, not will, but you can drive a good person into bad behavior by constantly assuming what they're doing is bad. You got to be careful with this stuff. And like I said, set ground rules early in these relationships. Don't completely change who you are because the girl you just met's awesome. So you got to spend every breathing minute with her. Build some separation in there. That way, when you want to go do things with your friends and stuff, she doesn't freak out because it's not brand new behavior to her, which looks like cheating. But you're never going to be able to control what somebody does when they're not with you. If you feel as if you have to, break up with that person and find somebody else. The show will get closed out next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. If you missed anything from this morning, our first day back from vacation, you'll be able to podcast it shortly after 10 a.m. at WRQK. UK.com. If you're ever worried about missing anything during the program, just download iHeartRadio and you'll be able to take us everywhere you go. Want to end the program uh, mentioning this? Luke wrote in and said, I just want to thank you for all the laughs and jokes throughout the years. I've been a daily listener ever since you took over for the Bob and Tom show. Sadly, though, today is my last day that I can listen for quite a while. Hmm. Says here, I'll be gone for about seven months training in the Air Force. So I hope when I get back, you guys are still on the air. Luke, first and foremost, thank you very much for your service to your country. We appreciate it. And, yeah, we uh, we have signed a new contract that uh, that has us here longer than the, these next seven months. Now, companies can kind of do what they want to do whenever they want, so who knows. But, yeah, our plan is to be here when you get home. And, uh, Luke, download the iHeartRadio app. I, I think, for the most part, you'll be able to access that during training I would think camp so. and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, hey, man, we'll be there for you. We'll taste the home yeah. wherever you may be, buddy. We, uh... We love having you on board. I'll tell you, dude, talking about taste of home. Yeah. I didn't finish my dinner last night, yeah. which, Jesus. <laughs> so we probably you should spend right? more time yeah. talking about that on the show today. But uh, no, I wasn't able to finish it. I got a, I got one of those Krause's pizza with the topper on it. Okay. Have you ever had that? Mm-hmm. Like the double crust thing? thing? It was so good. So, like, my whole plan. Oh, my God. Let's so, I, out here. All right. we had that comic in here, Kate Quigley, mm-hmm. and she did a show. And she like took a photo of us, like of me and her, like on the side, and like all her friends in LA like started like making fun of like how fat I looked in the photo because none of them know me; they all know her. And it did; it kind of hurt my feelings. And so like I went home and I like kind of like tried some of my some clothes on. I was like, "Oh, bro, that's getting tight. That's getting close." And I started to feel really bad about myself. And I knew the vacation was coming. Right. So I was like, all right, well, you're not going to eat well like during this. No. You got too much boredom on your hands. You're going to end up you know, with the carbohydrates. So I was like, let's go the complete opposite way. Let's dive all the way in and eat as much as you possibly can every day you're gone. Blow it out a little bit. And yeah. I did. Okay. The one day I think I got close to like 22,000 calories. What a, like I went off. What a, what a vicious cycle of Stansberry self-esteem there where it's like, hey, I'm feeling a little chubby, feeling like I'm not fitting into this shirt. The only answer is to eat a more food. pizza. That's, more yeah, food. that's self-defeating. There, so buddy. then I actually spent a good portion of my vacation like listing out the days, listing out all the foods that I like, and then trying to like make sure I got them all in. Like I, you know, I had okay. Mexican a couple of times, okay. I had burgers a couple of times. I got made sure I got some some barbecue in there. I had Taco Bell a couple of times because that's like the one quick service restaurant that always snaps me. No matter what, Taco Bell can always get me. Stansberry World Tour of restaurants, essentially what you're doing. There. So I had the whole thing set up. Okay. To culminate with last night, 9 o'clock, Game of Thrones, pizza, and then we'll shut the 
shut the mother down. Okay. Right? That, that, okay, that, that was plan. Okay. That was the plan was to wake up Monday morning, shut the mother down. Actually went grocery shopping. Like in my fridge right now is a bunch of healthy food. Oh, yeah. Just rotting in that bottom <laughs> drawer, dude. Just the bottom drawer where dreams of skinniness go to die. In the crisper drawer mm-hmm. where no, where most of us normally keep beer, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, so like I got a bunch of healthy food in there. Right. So like I got the, the the pizza last night, and I actually went early because I was like, all right, well if you get it at nine o'clock, you you can only get it through about three pieces of that, and then you're full. So then it's gonna be left over. So go early, you'll eat it twice, mm-hmm. and then by then you'll be done. Well, it was too filling. So now I got like I got like a ton of this pizza left in the fridge and like so this has got to be it now though and all morning I was like don't talk about this because you're terrible and you're not going to yeah. be able to like live it out <laughs> and in like two days everybody's going to be making fun of the fact that you know you're huge and fat right and so I, like all day I've just been sitting here thinking like dude I just need to get out of here I, I like first day back from vacation I'm already like let me out of here I just want to go eat the rest of this pizza it's so effing good though but you had it and it's good and if you said today's the day tomorrow's the day see now there you go dude now you're just moving that goal line and you're never gonna get to it is a matter like last night this is how full i was in the middle of game of thrones last night i was actually forcing the rest of the ice cream in my mouth because i was like if you put it back in the freezer you're gonna eat it tomorrow no you gotta shut it down and so, like, honestly, I do. I was filled with the gills last. Night. Put it, put it in the trash. I mean, I guess you could put. It's it a waste of food, right? Garbage, yeah. Like, if I go home, of it's all of all of all the ways you've wasted food, dude. <laughs> shoving ice cream down your gullet when you're about to vomit from being so full. But yeah, it's a sin to throw it away. Now, well. Don't if I go home today and I throw away the rest of that pizza. Isn't Sally Struthers going to cry on TV and make me, you know? I don't know, buy food for other people. Listen, food waste is a real thing, but I don't think you're making much headway when it comes to global hunger if you're talking about, like, no, I got to go home and finish that pizza. Dude, take that pizza out and go walk around downtown Canton. I guarantee you there's going to be some dude looking there desolate on the street corner looking for a meal. Yeah, but, dude, he might not be homeless. He could just be, (laughs) you know, a hipster. You never know. I don't know. I but yeah, that that was the whole plan. It was like vacation. I was just gonna dive all the way in, eat everything I can get my hands on, and then I was gonna, gonna like shut the mother down. Protein shakes and celery, and like oh, the, whole, go, yeah. the the whole system. I because I, I have a system. Like when I want to lose weight, <laughs> I use it. Then I lose weight, and then I start eating again. But it's like I, I'm the, I'm kind of terrified to go to my house. <laughs> Right now, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I got to I gotta finish it, though. You can't order food from Krause's and not finish it. You have to finish it. It's just too good. So I might have a heart attack before tomorrow's program. Everybody might get off the hook on tomorrow's show. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Podcast it shortly at WRQK.com. Aside from that, you guys be good. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m.